cliffcentral.com Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These folks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show, and uh, those three letters are me. I am MKT. That feels very, very good. Uh, even better, I'm here with uh, some of my friends. We've got the boys in the back, but in studio with me, uh, a man who has been on fire all morning, enjoying his whole entire life. I don't know what he had for breakfast. Um, before we get to him, though, um, I do just want to say this. Is that um, I'm wearing blue today because uh, somebody said it brings my eyes out. Uh, I'd like to get the uh, the thoughts of a man who is very, very handsome, has been obviously noted for his good looks before. Uh, not much else. Senzo Sitebe, how are you doing, pal? Hmm. Who lied to you? What's the story? Did a girl tell you that? Well, okay, tell me more. That brings out your eyes. Oh, yes, my man. Well, you've arrived. What does it say? Well, you, but you're saying no. You... No, no, no. I can't see it. But clearly, I'm not the target market of your for your eyes. So, objectively speaking, what you're saying is, objectively speaking, this doesn't bring out my eyes because I, you should be able to see it if it was objectively true. I haven't noticed. No, but if it's object, like you don't have to notice gravity. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Gravity just there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, if it was, so it's not true because you're saying who lied to me. No, no, maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm not the target market. No, but you don't have to be a target market again but, for, for oxygen. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Which gets back to my my original question. Yeah. Was it a female that well, I told you this? That's not important because no, no, it, now it definitely is important. Now I know it was a lie because as a guy you should be you should have said yeah no dude it makes your eyes pop. But now that you've said it, I know we're it's blue not again. True. We're blue again. Some next week sometime. You don't have to ask gravity twice. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's it's a lie, and I'm I'm living a sham. So I probably may never wear blue again. Maybe she's pretty. Yeah, and she's smart, and maybe she was, you know, pulling the moves. Oh, okay. You've got fans, boy. It'd take it. So it doesn't make my eyes pop. All right, it happens. Otherwise, what's news, uh, Senzo? Oh, oh, yeah, there is news, but on, on the sports front, it's breaking actually. What's news in general, though? What you be, what have you been up to? I mean, me. What have I been up to? Maybe I mean, people want to know that. Sitting at my desk a lot. Yeah. Looking at my textbooks, mm-hmm. reading my textbooks. What are you studying? No, not everybody know. Not uh, tax B com accounts. Tax B com accounts. What year are you in? Uh, f- uh, undergrad, last year of undergrad, but yeah, it also took me. What's undergrad? Of, uh, three years, four years? Third year. Third year, so you're finishing up undergrad in mm-hmm. the next, what, two years or so? <laughs> finishing up in the next couple of months. Oh, okay, so this is your last year. Yeah, but it took me like so long. I stuffed around. Oh, I failed two years of university. I mean, nothing wrong with failing. Yeah. Although, the difference is, you are quite a bit smarter than me, so I should actually be judging you. because I'm not smarter than you. I'm not smart, academically. Took uh, failed two years. And I've always said to my mom, you know, the extra two years was the hundreds of thousands of rands that she had to spend, obviously, mm. was she needed... I wanted her to get out of bed and do some work, you know what I mean? Sure. I was kind of... Oh, you're pushing her. Yeah, keeping her going. So you're I thought, pushing her, yeah. Let me take... Because, hey, that's the thing. It's like, university costs... Even if you, you, you go for the cheapest subject, it's like it's a 200,000 rand exercise yeah, true. And per student. You know what I mean? Especially if, if you have to like get 
have to live at rares or like wherever accommodation costs sure, money see, exactly food costs money when yeah. you're there you get sick it's there's medicine. medicine yeah true there's you fail let's do a sub Except, yeah you know what i mean like it, it's at least I, I i worked it out it's at least two hundred thousand rand a year right for me and i did a sort of upper level in terms of cost degree so, so imagine like now you're an international student oh stop don't even i don't what they pay yeah it's, it's scary and then imagine they f- when they fail. fail. And they want their money up front if you're international. Oh, really? Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. All right. Well, Senzo, uh, tax. Now now you've said it out loud. People are invested, you know. you got to. Now you have to pass. Yeah. I hope I'm not a tax on them. <laughs> okay. That's enough of that. <laughs> Senzo has been on fire this morning. <laughs> Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, today we'll talk Harry Kane. Uh, we'll do some social media. And we have the legendary Ryan Sands. Uh, enter the Sandman. Uh, he'll join us in the second hour, one o'clock. We'll talk uh, more Otter and uh, Alpine sports uh, with him. Looking forward to that. Springboks, should we panic? Or should we just uh, uh, sort of keep our heads down? I'll let you know my thoughts on that and much more. If you're joining us for the very first time on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell, of course, uh, as a reminder when we go live, which is 12 to 2 every single day, Central African time. That's 12 p.m. Uh, to 2 p.m. Of course, we do that every single day. Ladies and gentlemen, the MKT Show coming up. You called it. Cliffcentral.com. Well done. Well done. Now, uh, I am saying well done to the people who have chosen to listen and watch the show. Somebody who I will not say well done to. And, uh, man, I saw how sad he was at the end of the game. Harry Kane. I'm not sure if, did you watch the Chelsea Spurs yeah, game? Yeah, bro. It was brutal. It was brutal. James, um, let's maybe bring James in here. Uh, I'll come to you in a bit, Jimbo, but just be, just be ready because I know it's obviously somebody who worked his backside off. Um, you, you, you would have been happy to see his demise on the weekend. I'd like to hear uh, what the feedback was. But um, I was looking at Harry Kane at the end of the game and that looked like a defeated man of like, Jarr. Yeah. You, no. you ever had that moment when you think to yourself, I guess the bit, I can only speak for blokes again. You know, when you see a lady you were with, you, you messed it up and then you see her like four or five years later and she's smashing it. it yeah. She's in that car. She looks, and you go, I, I missed Archer. Black Sam. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you ever had that feeling? Yeah, that, but that, you're right. She actually put it like, you look, you look like a prisoner, Harry yes. Kane. He looked so dejected, like you didn't know what to do like for him. And like, I don't know. I don't know him. Do you think Daniel, I think in hindsight, I think Daniel Levy should have given him what he wanted. No, 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 no. Dan- Daniel Levy's not in the business of Harry Kane. He's in the business of Daniel Levy. Okay. Yeah, just as Cristiano Ronaldo is in the business of Cristiano Ronaldo. This Harry Kane, what he didn't realize, or I'll tell you what he's he's not. He's not in the business of Harry Kane. Yeah, what he did like was self sabotage because the thing is like because now he's he realized that he's not going to win in this situation, and but he did it to himself. He he manufactured this circumstance that the 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 situation that he's in now. He I mean he did manufacture it and. That is so sad. Old, uh, poor Harry. Uh, y- your opinion, Senzo, before I get into it, uh, just your thoughts on where it goes here for him. What other choice does he have? 
He has to do his job, bro. He has to do his job. I mean, the season's also very long. You you don't want to be stuck in a bad situation where also you're not playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only way to improve is to play now because, you know, he has to, you know, it's like he's kind of sulking. And, you know, the time for tears is over because now you're not getting what you want. That we know for sure. Has this situation cost him the record? Because we know he's chasing Shira, right? Yeah. That's his dream. Is has like because now, how long do you think it takes for the sulking to stop? Because it's not going to stop immediately, right? But like, what's sulking going to do for him? Like, what's further sulking going to do for him? Like, what is it going to do? He try, he try, try throwing a tantrum. Yeah, and we all see how that went. You know, maybe if he would just did what he normally does, you yeah. know, he'd be in a better situation. And like, yeah, it would have cost up. But maybe Levy would have said okay to the 130 million. Would have said okay, cool, I'll take it. Yeah. But because of what Harry Kane did, he said this guy doesn't know me. I'm gonna <laughs> slow roast him. Yeah. Finish, finish him. So now that's happening. All right. Well, Harry, listen. We'll come back to this. Let me tell you what I think on the whole situation. And nice to hear what Senzo has to say there. But listen, it's hard enough to be married, right? It is, it, it is hard. Like it, it, most of us, not all of us. I mean, it's going to a place where divorce is 60%. But most of us um, that I know, I should say people I know grew up two parents, uh, whether happy or not, that's a whole different situation. It's hard enough to be married. Right? It's even harder when your partner wants to leave. Right? Like, like it's, it's even harder then. So it's hard enough just to be married, but it's even harder when... When you two know one of the partners wants to leave. I'll tell you what makes it even harder. It's not only when you know one of the partners wants to leave. Now her friends know and your friends know that she wants to leave you. That takes the complication to a whole nother level. Because everybody wants to contribute to that situation. It's always easier when it's just you two. She wants to leave. You talk it out. Do I go to therapy? What do you need? What must I do? Is it, is it my mother? Or whatever it may be. Hard enough to be married. It is almost impossible to stay together when everybody knows one party wants out. When everybody knows uh, one party wants. Because I'll tell you what situation it creates. And you can't have a relationship in these circumstances. Where the friendship, work, is now there's people walking on eggshells. Because now what Harry Kane looked like at Crystal Palace, where he had zero touches in the box against Crystal Palace. Harry Kane. Right? What it happens there is that nobody's screaming at him because they're all walking on eggshells. That's not a relationship. You can't, if you're in an open, if you're in a relationship where there's open trust, we love you, you love us, you can say what you want, you can do what you want, and we know it's, it's with love. But now everyone's walking in eggshells. Now it's awkward for Tottenham people. They're like, oh, you want to leave us. Now it's awkward for Harry. It's like, you know, I want to leave you, but I'm stuck here. Folks, if you don't know anybody who is currently in a divorce situation, is that, what happens in divorces is it's really, really expensive. Not everybody can afford to get uh, to get divorced, right? Is that they stay together and live in the same house and uh, sleep in separate bedrooms if they weren't doing that already. And that's a whole other situation. That's what's happening now. Is Harry Kane, is they live in the same house. The love is gone, right, from both sides because the fans won't tolerate this even though they'll pretend to clap for Harry. And Harry messed it up. They know he wants to leave. He knows he wants to leave. He's stuck there because they can't afford to get divorced. That's what happened. Tottenham and Harry Kane couldn't afford to get divorced. Nobody's willing to pay uh, the fee. Folks, for me in life, in friendship and romantic, just rip the band-aid off. 
it, I, I've, I've never, I personally have never seen a situation where it's hit rock bottom and it's turned around and they've made up and it's Hollywood, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan finished. It just doesn't rip the bandaid off. Senzo said it just now. One of the sides, Harry Kane messed it up because it's his fault for not making it ugly. When you want to leave, folks, what, what Harry Kane did was the most immature behavior is people think you can break up with no heartache. And I know there's these super evolved people on this planet who tell you there is no such thing as we broke up amicably. It doesn't exist. One of the partners wanted out. There is no, oh, we both came to, one of the partners said, I can't grow with you. My mom's right. Whatever it may be when you drill right down to it is there is no good way for somebody to deliver bad news. There's no way, there's no good way to deliver bad news. And I'll tell you what the problem here for Harry is. And it's the challenge that people face in divorce. Because Tottenham took it personally. Because here's what happens when somebody breaks up with you and they've been with you for six, seven, eight, nine years. Is that they haven't taken a look at the highlights package. Really what it feels like is like you've taken a look at the whole thing and you're rejecting my soul. That's where Tottenham went. It's like, wow, we're not good enough for you. And that's where Daniel Levy, for the first time, I saw him get in his feels. Folks, after that 3-0 loss, I saw the end of the relationship. It's, it's over. Like what I saw with Harry Kane was I'm stuck on the left. I've got a mediocre manager and I caused this. If you haven't had that moment in your life, I, I'm really happy for you. But there are moments for me where I've been so dug in on a situation and eventually the moment comes where I caused this. I could have prevented this. There is, there, there is that moment of acceptance and it is painful and it doesn't end immediately. Harry Kane has zero touches in the box against Crystal Palace. I couldn't believe it when I read that stat. Didn't he look sulky against Chelsea? It looked really, really ugly. He looked like he was walking on eggshells. He's not screaming at anyone. He's not wearing the captain's armband at the moment. Hugo Lloris is doing that. They had five captains for whatever reason. It's over. It's, it, it is over. What I saw on the weekend, Senzo nailed it. Is, it, it looked, he looked dejected. And that's over. And that moment of realization... Senzo, that moment of realization, I shouldn't have had my brother as, my, as the agent to negotiate it, and I shouldn't have done the Gary Neville interview, because now you've come too far. It's not, even, it's not even the Gary Neville interview. It's that thing of knowing, you know, I'm due at training on this day, right? I take a detour from the Bahamas to go to the States, which will cause me to miss the first game. Yeah. That's where the writing was on the wall that, okay, this guy's acting out. He never does stuff like this. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He has gone AWOL. And then they're asking him, like, people didn't know where Harry Kane was in the world. You know what I mean? So what do you think Daniel Levy is going to do? He's most prized asset. Yeah. And then he's supposed to give him what he wants afterwards. Nah, bro, it doesn't work like that. It, it's getting, it's so ugly, man. It, it is so ugly for me to see Harry Kane uh, having to live like this because... There's no, for me, the worst thing in the world, situations I could prevent when they happen to me, and I, that makes me mad. That also, it's the worst thing ever, knowing that, like, this is through nobody's fault but your own. It was in your own hands, and you, you, you bottled it. You dropped the ball here, big time. Big time. And all why? Because he doesn't want to be mean to his brother. Like, like what? Why isn't he with George Mendes? Why isn't he with Mino Raiola? But also, you know what the thing is? Like, now people see that, like, this is your career. You can't, be, you can't be messing around with your career now. Because the thing is, as you said, like, when you want to leave a club or you want to leave a situation, mm. there's no nice way of doing it. Like, it's just people respect you more if you're upfront about it. See, like with Ronaldo and Juventus. Juventus were like, look, you don't want to be here. Also, you're costing us too much. Like, you know, it's... 
It's all good. We, we could charge the next club like 70 million pounds. Yeah. But yeah, you're not, bro. Let's just move on because if we have you here and you're upset, like it's not good for the team. You know what I mean? I mean, just listen to Harry Kane's stats this season, just in Premier League. Appearances, four. Goals, zero. Assists, zero. Total shots, four. Chances created, four. Touches, 134. Touches in opposition box, 10. That's not Harry Kane, guys. That's what he is. He's Mr. In the Box. That's his thing. His thing is, I'm in the box. First time he's failed to score in the first four appearances of the league since 2015-2016. Because what, what it tells you is, this is the guy who won the top goal scorer and top assist guy from last season. And the, the team's built around him. So it's not like there's a, there's a problem there. The team is built around him. Yeah, because I also think, like, you know, I think the paper talk went to his head. Yeah. The paper talk went to his head because, you know, he was linked with City, he was linked with United. You know, Real Madrid also were kind of, like, you know, discussing it. There was a PSG rumor there, and his brother was like, look, listen, you can stay in England still, go for Pep and all that, and then... They just went about it the wrong way. They wet the bed. They, they, they yeah. They wet the bed. That's what Big happened. Big time. Big time. And the thing is now, like, he's a prisoner. He can't do anything about it. He's dejected. And his behavior. You've seen ever since Harry Kane's come back. Tottenham, Tottenham aren't playing the same. They aren't playing the same. They look... Because he's sulking. The guys, yeah. like, you know, he's sulking. They're sulking. I mean, like, what is going on? But my thing is, as well, what I want to ask you is that, um, do you think now his teammates are mad with him because of what, of the way he tried to man- maneuver a move? Um, or manufacture a move? No, no, no. I would say, uh, look, I, I don't think they'll be mad with him. What I think they, they would, they would have as an issue is to say, look, we are good enough without him because all footballers think that is that if he doesn't want to be here, why is he here? Because there are some guys who take football seriously. There's probably guys going, if this dude doesn't want to be here, and he's now the guy I have to go to proverbial war with, why is he here? As much as he's Harry Kane, we get it. He's going to slow us down. There will be those guys in the team. They can't say it. Yeah. But it's manifesting itself. But also, I feel sorry for Nuno as well. You're new, and the guy, by not coming to training for like the first week, is basically saying, you know what? I've got no confidence in you. Screw you, actually. Yeah. Screw you. Like, um, I'm like, screw you. So, like, what do you say to Nuno? You can see Nuno doesn't like to talk about Harry Kane. Yeah. No, that's tough. All right. Um, James, just your thoughts on um, your uh, stepdad's team, obviously, now being in the mire, possibly uh, getting relegated like Arsenal Football Club. I thought there was more to that question. That's my bad. No, I'm sorry. No, that's that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I do wonder uh, what actually goes on on at Tottenham very often, um, and I think uh, I I often speak with with my with my dad about it. Um, I'm like, yeah, did you watch the game? And he's like, yeah, I did. Unfortunately, and all of that stuff, as as normal Tottenham fans would say. Um, <laughs> and he's brought up this thing quite often about Tottenham, uh, outside of sort of Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, but amongst the team as a whole is, is what he's noticed is that Tottenham as a team aren't, aren't, they, they don't exactly come onto the field and sort of burst onto the scene and then they want to score a goal kind of thing, right? They, 
they score a goal, they become super complacent, and then if if the team scores and it's a draw now, then in the last five minutes of the game they want to try and make a difference as opposed to you've got a full 60 minutes or whatever it is, you know. And him and I have noticed that this is something that Tottenham do very, very often. And I, I think it's it, it says a lot about the mentality of the players at the club. It's quite bad, though, because, you know, football can shape your weekend, sort of shape your day, you know what I mean? It, it certainly does for me when Chelsea, uh, which is very rare these days, lose. Um, <laughs> but Same for Liverpool. Sorry, I just had to throw that in. No, it's true. It's true. Listen, don't be sorry for telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, speaking of telling the truth, uh, great hashtag here, by the way. We'll come back to that Tottenham thing there. Uh, hashtag respect is earned. Um, James, I, I see you, your, your uh, hashtag game has gone to another level over the last couple of days. Now, do you maybe want to uh, uh, kind of explain to us uh, what respect is earned means? <laughs> so, as you often say, some stuff is just for us, right? Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Um, and I, so, so, yesterday the hashtag was fix your phone, Senzo. Yes, because, yeah. You know, hey, he, um, wait, before we go to the, today's hashtag, let's maybe explain that one. So he had a phone, which was cool and stuff, and then he didn't. And, you know, over the last few weeks, especially when Manchester United lost to young boys. Yes, and, um, and just to be clear, that that isn't an under-13 team. That's a professional team from yeah. Switzerland who beat um, after Jesse Lingard put through the through ball of the millennium for in sure. the Champions League instead of booting it out with 10 men. Yes. For sure, for sure. That uh, was a... a um, some are saying it's, it's a very... Uh, Ronaldinho-esque pass. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lingardinho, they're saying. Lingardinho. <laughs> Lionel Jesse. <laughs> Lionel Jesse, there yeah. it is. Um, so yeah, Senzo hasn't had a phone for a, for a very long time. I'm not actually sure how it broke or why it broke, yeah. um, but it has made giving him a hard time about Manchester United very difficult, and it seems all too convenient. Okay. Uh, that he hasn't had a phone, especially around this time, you know. Yeah. You you lose to a team like Young Boys immediately after being very, very loud about signing Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that that's where the uh, fix your phone thing came in. So, But what are you suggesting there? Sorry, you, you were kind of suggesting that it's very convenient that his phone broke. Well, what are you actually saying there? Well, I just, I feel like, you know, as, as most Manchester United fans do. Yeah. Um they get very amped up. Uh, and then when stuff kind of goes south, they're all of a sudden just not there anymore. Um, and uh, he even said it before the show today in the studio. What did he say? He, he, he said when Pogba lifts up that trophy, yes. um, and, I, and I asked him, did he just say Man United's going to win the Premier League? And then he said, I said what I said. So I don't know. I'm just saying... I, I think, I don't know. <laughs> Senzo, I mean, in the interest of democracy and sort of, mm. I mean, how do I, human rights and mm. all of that, mm. do you maybe want to defend yourself against the hashtag which is now uh, respect is earned? Because what are you saying? That you must put some respect on my name. <laughs> Someone who supports a club that lost to a team of under 13s. James, just to be clear there, it's, it's respect. It's not respect. I, I can see how you've made the mistake. There. No, but I wrote respect. No, it's with a K. Yeah, but it's, it's, you're supposed to put a K in there, but it's not respect. You said respect. So uh, Senzo's saying, put some respect on his name. I'm going to um, fix it. 
I'm gonna yeah, it's it's definitely a um, CK at the end there, uh, not just a C. But 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 I mean, uh, what you're saying, Senzo, is they must put some spec on your name. Yeah. Also, you know, this guy this guy wins one title now. I just young boys one time. Yeah. Now I'm I'm the worst team ever. What about the okay? Let's let's move forward from that because respect is earned. I see James has fixed the K in respect. Instead of just adding the K to the C, but that's fine. Otherwise, we're going to be here all day. No, that's how you spell respect. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. On the meme, I think they put the CK. Oh, no, no, uh, but no, I no. prefer it. With, uh, this does look better, James. You've done great editing here. Yeah. Um, so James is saying you don't have a phone. Now, I do have a phone. It just doesn't have WhatsApp. I can't download apps of it. Convenient. So you don't have a phone, is what you say. WhatsApp's like 50 megs. Just download it. I can't download apps on my phone. I don't know why I can't. And I did it in front of Bulelo the other day, and it didn't. <laughs> so but, you don't have a phone. I mean... We might as well. What are we doing now? Snail mail. We're sending a... No, no, no. But I'm getting one. So I'm getting one. But like... Let's send you a honing pigeon. Did you, Listen. Did you know in the, in the medieval days, they'd tie messages to pigeons, train them, and then like send it to war. Like, or you'd send it home. Like, we, we regret to inform. Please Actually, let's... I, I don't think that's as long ago as you think, MKT. Go ahead. I think uh, they still did snail mail the last time United won a trophy. Oof. Oof. Okay. Wow. Oof. How many times? One time. <laughs> in three years, one time. How old are you now? How old are you in Liverpool won the league last time? Oof. 22, right? Yeah, 22. So next time they win, you're going to be 50 what? 52. <laughs> 52. So since you're not happy about what James has to say. No, but the thing is, I, I've seen, my, I saw it. Great childhood memories. <laughs> I'm going to say, remember when I was an adult, when we were 22. Yeah. Ultimately, put some respect on your name is what I think the takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> Leave them. This is what happened last time. Let me mediate the situation. I think what we need to do is once Senzo can get WhatsApp on his phone, then we'll put some spec on his name. I think that's fair, James. I don't know what your thoughts are. I agree. I agree. No, I'll, I'll, I'll drop the Man United stuff for now. No, don't drop it. Don't, don't drop it on my account. I'm waiting for you. You know, <laughs> when Ronaldo goes to An- Anfield and you see him. Yeah, yeah. James, oh, actually, here's a wager, right? Mm. Here it is, live, James. Oh right? my gosh, um, why do people just keep on to do wagers no, no, with no, me no, live no. on the show? Yeah, no, no, because you, you opened up a can of worms. If United beat Liverpool at Anfield, right, and Ronaldo scores, there are two conditions. You have to come to work that Monday in a Man United jersey, and you have to make your profile picture um, Cristiano Ronaldo. For how long? Uh, for a week. I'm not, I'm not a ruthless man. Yeah, Yo, you're not a monster. I'm not a monster. What, what do I get out of this? <laughs> you get the same. I get the, so opposite. Like, who, who, do, who, do, who don't I like? I hate that, that midget Mo Salah. So, okay. Bring it on. I'll make Mo Salah my profile picture. And yeah, I'll have to wear a Liverpool top. Okay, so now who's paying for these tops? Because I was going to say, I don't have a Man United shirt with fine. good I'll, reason. I'll, I'll, I'll buy one. Okay, so you, you'll have one, and then James, you've already got or a Man Or a scarf United. or something or whatever. And he's got a Liverpool one already. Yeah, you should probably make it a shirt and not the white one, because we are um, based on visuals. And I mean, once you have lighting on a white shirt, I see James, James I know. Oh, James, you've got that Sadio Mane one. 
I do have the Saudi Amani. Yeah, 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 yeah. So cool, Senzo. I mean, if you lost the hairline a little bit, there's Saudi Amani somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm taller than him as well. Well, I don't know the specifics, but I'm now obviously you look like Rajon Ronda right now, but that yeah. can very easily become Saudi like, Amani. Then after dying, then you probably have to uh, spend a bit of time in the sun because as and then need a tint here. Yeah, because Saudi Amani is West African. He's got that proper yeah, nice... That melanin. Yeah, proper melanin. Not like you and me. Yeah. Archer looking like a, a, a yeah. mix between Drake and Selena Gomez. Yeah. Our skin tone's not quite that thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, there it is. So, you, so, you, so what are you saying, James? Are, are you in or are you out? Um, I'm, I'm in. I just want to... Wanna... There's no way we can hear you. I mean... Talking to the mic. Hello? Yeah, yes. there we go. Mom, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so, I was just looking now. Sorry. Man United Liverpool at Old Trafford uh, on the 24th of October at Hoppest 5. Oh, is that Old Trafford? That is the first uh, Liverpool Man United game of this season. 20 what? 24th of October, Hoppest 5. At, at Old Trafford, right? Yes, sir. Easy. 3 0. Light work. James 3 0. Easy. Oh, your boy, your boy ain't gonna put no respect on your name. That's like a that. bit disrespectful. Easy. No respect. Maybe Salah will get one, but it will be like in the 85th minute when it's a done deal already. After, so three 0 Barry. After after you know Ronaldo, they've taken Ronaldo. Of course, he's got at least a brace, and yes. Ronaldo's in the puffer jacket, and you know it comes off standing ovation. And then Salah's gonna go wimp, like like a like a homeless dog to Ronaldo and ask him for his shirt. Jeez. Maybe De Gea can save his second penalty of his career. Wow. How many does Allison have? Oh, one. way more than De Gea does. What's penalty saves? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, for real, real. Now, we'll wait for Virgil to get injured, then we'll hear the excuses. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay. I, so I ain't got nothing to say. Yeah, yeah. Are we done or are we finished? Are we finished or are we done? What's happening? Incredible. So this is the kind of stuff that happens. Listen, if you go swim in the sea, the, the sharks will get you. And you, Listen, both of you guys right now, that this is real life. So no, it's not blood because so they think I'm a wounded dog. That's in it. They're circling. Guys, Ronaldo's not Harry Kane. Harry Kane, Ronaldo doesn't sog. Ronaldo, two and three. You know it, James. He's coming. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there it is. I mean, you think to yourself, it's not. is it about his cell phone? No, it's not. Is it about Liverpool? No, it's not. Is it about Man United? No, it's not. It's about all of it. It's all of it. You just caught a highlights package of what's going on between uh, Senzo and uh, James there. Absolutely incredible scene. So one of these guys will be wearing a shirt they hate. Uh, come the weekend after the 24th. So that'll be around 26th, 27th on that Monday. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, what I am looking forward to as well is it's going to get complicated. Who's going to pay for what? I mean, people always make bets and then uh, shirts cost about a thousand rand uh, in this day and age. Shouldn't be buying fake stuff. But ultimately, put some spec on his name. Now, a lot of people saying, Senzo must get WhatsApp on his phone. I say, I agree. Otherwise, you don't really have a cell phone. But, you know, this is where we live, Senzo. This is where we live. The MKT Show, folks, if you are joining us for the very first time, please make sure to subscribe. Um, like, share, subscribe. If you are, of course, new, leave a comment as well, and we'll, we'll get to that. And remember, uh, we are available on podcasts on cliffcentral.com, uh, the Cliff Central app, Spotify, 
or wherever you may get your podcast. It is the MKT Show. On the other side, we'll look into social media. And at the top of the hour, we got, uh, well, you say top of the hour. What if you're listening to this at 12 at night because you, you've got financial problems and you're running on a treadmill? So uh, forget about the top of the hour nonsense. It could be quarter to 12 by the time you listen to this. Uh, just now, we'll have Ryan Sands because it's a podcast and it's not 1518, the MKT Show. Cliffcentral.com Much like Birdman put some spec on my name. I'm, I'm with Birdman because sometimes people are playing with my name on the streets and I'm not going to have it because I'm MKT and I have my own show. So people need to know that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. That's they're, it right there. They're, they're like the people got to know. Sometimes but, you need to put some spec on my name. That's the one, bro. Sends us people uh, talking about putting some spec on my name earlier. Uh, some of the hilarity. I wish we could record some of the stuff uh, behind the scenes or BTS, as yeah. we say in the biz. Uh, there was quite a bit earlier of uh, <laughs> you hilariously uh, trying to do or doing a magnificent Betty accent and talking about the Betty people, which I find very funny being half Betty myself. Uh, incredibly hilarious stuff. So. Just your thoughts on them at all? Do you respect uh, Betty people? No, no, I do respect Betty people. I don't, but um, it's nice to know there's someone who who does. But your 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 impersonation and what did you call me? You said I look like a Matome. And so, what is a Matome? Just... Matome is a typical Betty uh, male name. <laughs> so you only find Matomes in Limpopo. You know, they don't even come from Polokwane. They come from Petersburg. Sesheko. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Silo uh, is from, of course, uh, the leader of the EFF. Yeah. Silo Malema is, uh, mm. he's from Sesheho. Mm, he's seen her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's where, that's where plenty of Brentwoods and plenty of Cavellas with no socks. Do they have gold teeth? Oh, Sesheho is gold teeth central. Mama. How about by the way? By the way. Yeah, that's by the way central. Me, bra. Mm. Bra from me. What are you man? What are you man? are you doing, man? What are you doing, <laughs> you got to respect eh? mm. That's what they say there Comlad Comlad My leadership <laughs> My Keda Is that what they say Keda Okay uh, uh, By the way you can comment on YouTube Every now and then we will read it uh, Most of the time I won't read it Just because I'm doing my own stuff And I don't really like to think Lulamakabaga uh, Who's uh, very much uh, wow? That that cue is incredible. That'll let you know that he is very much from the Cape and definitely the East Side. He's uh, an X Man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is an X Man. <laughs> wow, the disrespect. No spec. You didn't put some spec. No, but it's an X Man. Mm. You want to explain to people what an X Man? A Kosa Man. <laughs> you got no respect. All right, Lulamak Quebec, uh, if you're from uh, Ilova, like Senzo and his mates, uh, you can't play games with Levy. I think that's a very good point. Mm. Was that uh, sometimes sportsmen forget that they're messing around with billionaires. Honestly, that's the thing. And billionaires don't lose. Don't, the guy, you don't mess with the guy that pays your salary. Don't do it. What? That's career suicide. And do you think these guys don't talk? They all talk. They'll say, hey, the same way he left me. Trust me, if it's not good, he's going to do it to you. So, Senzo, uh, I'm just seeing the comments here is that um, 
uh, Zapeta also very much from the east part of the Cape. Very, very uh, Naba. Uh, very, very, mm. very uh, Eastern Caponite. Um, tell me this. He, he says, is Senzo even on Twitter or IG? Which Senzo, you probably won't know because you don't have a phone that can have apps. But IG is actually um, an acronym for Instagram. Really? Yeah. Because you don't even have WhatsApp. So I don't know what you know. I, next thing you'll be sending me a fax. So, so just a question for a listener. I mean, if you care about our listeners and viewers, I do shall... you have Twitter and do you have? Yes, Instagram? I do. I do have Twitter and Instagram. So this this guy didn't know. Maybe give us your handle so we can follow well, you and make you even, famous. Even 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 liked the thing. But let's t- give us your handles. We want to follow. At skinny sense. Yes. Underscore seventy seven on Twitter. Yes. At skinny sense, not underscore seventy seven on Instagram. Why don't you just have one handle for both? Because the underscore one came first, and I don't think you can underscore on Instagram. No, you can underscore on the. Can game. you? Yeah. Oh well, I'll underscore. You on synchronize. Instagram. Synchronize. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the same thing. Well, what do you mean? Just different styles. No, no. I, like as a. Okay, then. If I'm see- on Instagram, I don't want to think. Just give me one handle. But you asked me about for my handles. Yes. And then I gave them to you. But are we going to transition? Let's let's have them both either be underscore. Because we've got okay, another guy, James Ilsley. So both of you guys, absolute mess. You work in content. You guys should be trying to get super famous, getting all the followers in the world. I'm trying to help you. But you're making it a nightmare for me to follow you. I mean, okay. let's standardize. James had about five different handles for two accounts. I don't even know how he was doing that. So just the worst kind of guy on social media. But you're coming close second. And I don't know if I can put some respect on your name if you don't have an, uh, uh, one standard sort of uh, you know name on social media. No, I do. But anyway. No underscore. So are we going underscore? Okay, let's make no, a call. No underscore. Okay, so I'll drop the underscore. And on. what, what if you... Okay, if it's not available, you'll just do both underscore. Yeah. Um, James, uh, just before we move on here with social media, you, you've had about 15 sort of social media handles, which has been incredibly annoying, if I'm being completely honest with you. You're in the social media game. You're in content. Make it easy for me. I want to follow you. You're James. I want to follow you. Why have you not changed your handles so, uh, as I was explaining yes. to you many times ago, yes. that wasn't English at all. Let's pretend it was that. No, but you went to St. Studios and it's going to happen once you go to a second-rate school, which your parents work far too hard for, by the way. Might as well have been educated actually under a tree and you can't even uh, put together a basic sentence. But why do you still not have uh, one handle? So, I was just explaining to Ryan, right? Yes. How if you search my name... And then my surname, or my surname and then my name, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, yes. I still come up as one of the top uh, like search results. Yes, but James, hold on. I want to tell you something. We live in a world where I don't want to think. I want to find James, at James Ilsley. Like people, that's how they follow. People can barely read a book nowadays. <laughs> Forget, oh, he's sixth down. So you must just, you're in content. I want to find you. Are you James underscore Ilsley on every platform yet? Uh, it's painful. Okay, I'm working with... There, there are infidels in the camp, and between Senzo and James, I don't know, make my head explode. But tell you what, let's move on from you, James. Let's go to a place where a lot of people do understand, and you, Senzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys need to... Uh, you guys need to put some respect on my name now. Uh, yeah, that that's true. Cause Both it, of you. Because this is, you know, you're the front runner. It's yeah. unbelievable. So, um, but let's move... Unbelievable. 
All right, James, uh, terrible talking to you. Uh, let's talk to Senzo. Senzo, talk to me about social media. What do you have for me, pal? Uh, the first thing I have is the Springbok squad. Okay. So we- As we famously know, well, for those of you that don't know, this weekend South Africa playing the All Blacks, and uh-huh. it's the 100th test that the All Blacks in South Africa are playing against each other in. So. Uh-huh. So, oh, it's the 100th anniversary, so... Are you juiced? Because, like, I'm struggling to get up for it. Uh, it's early, nine, nine. Also, the thing... No, is, no, no, I don't mean literally. I just mean... Like, what's going on? With all black, With us? Or with just rugby just in general? Just rugby in general, dude. That's a mix my son. It's like the three-in-one. It's like the three-in-one hairstyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. The, the, rugby doesn't know what direction it wants to go. Because, as you say, and as you're starting to see, it's all too romantic all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah, and just like, how many times are we going to watch like the New Zealand battle Australia and like how they say South Africa, you're in, now South Africa, you're out, South Africa, you're in, now South Africa, you're out. Argentina's just sitting there, they're like, yeah, we just collect collateral damage, we just here to beat Australia. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> so yeah. But, All right, yeah. but uh, the box, uh, shout out at Springbox, uh, they've actually got the same problem as James, it's so annoying. They aren't a single uniformed handle on every platform as well. So anybody who does work for the Springboks, please explain that it's very annoying when trying to engage with your content across platforms when you've got 15 different handles. But anyway, on uh, what looks like Twitter here, they are uh, Springboks, which is clever because that's actually their name. Um, the box have boosted, uh, been boosted uh, by the experience for the All Black uh, Test 50th cap for uh, Snyaga. Uh, Trevor Nyagane there. Snyaka. Yeah, so, Romeo. One <laughs> color. Yeah, that's um, it. Strong defense, accurate execution will be key. The team announcement is out. Uh, Senzo Tebe, let's start at the front row. Who are the fat boys that are in? Well, the front row is, um, it's Malherba. Mm-hmm. Mm, wait, what's, why am I, why is mine not opening? Well, it's Malherba, um, mm-hmm. Bonambi, and I think Nyakane. Mm-hmm. And then uh, four and five are Diaga and Etzebeth, mm-hmm. which the Etzebeth guys, Etzebeth last week he played like a gentle giant. Eh? He wasn't. Listen, okay, but go ahead, yeah. Yeah, and then six goalie, see seven Quacha Smith, so he's he's, he's replaced Mostert. And then eight is Vermeulen, nine is the Clark, ten Pollard, eleven Mapimpi, twelve Dierende, thirteen Arm, fourteen Gossi, fifteen Larue. And, and now what you what you what's interesting to not sorry to cut you short is that we've we've gone with a five three split now. All right, talk to me about the bench. So the bench is Marks, Kitsov, Koch, Mostert, Van Staden, who's replacing Visa be, because he's been cited. Um, Janchis, Janchis, and then who's the last? Uh, is it where's Francois Stein? Is he, Stein, Stein, yes, Francois Stein, yes. Is it Francois Stein? Francois Stein, yes. Because that's nice. He covers yeah. the whole back line. Yeah, he, he that's from yeah. Fly half Utility, to, yeah. To full back. Um, yeah, I, I guess with that 5-3 split, let's start on the field. I, I guess with Quacha Smith, what he's saying is that I, I have to... Ma- I don't like him as a starting uh, test player, but what he has to do is match the... The, 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 the fitness. The, the, and also the mobility of the All Blacks. Is that you know they're going to throw it around is as much as you want Mostert, is that you've got to be able to slow the ball down against the All Blacks. So you're telling us that Quacha is our fetcher because Gullis is not really a fetcher. No, I, I would say Quacha is not there to actually be a fetcher. I don't, I don't think he's a mongrel like that. But you have to get... Somebody has to get to the breakdown to at the very least slow it down. Sure, sure. To irritation. disrupt, yeah, to disrupt. Because the worst thing you can do against... Um, I, I don't it, know whether it's... Is it, is it Perinara or, or um, Smith? Maybe they haven't announced their team. Yeah. You can't allow either of those guys quick ball. Quick ball because then they... What they do to you in broken play, and they'll finish you. So you, you'll probably see less of Guaja in open play carrying. What you'll yeah, see yeah. is him just being an annoyance at the I think, breakdown. I, I think you put it 
uh, fantastically because yeah, that's what he is there to do. Because those 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 All Blacks forwards are aren't small boys, and Kwaha, you've seen. I think Kwaha in the size department in yeah. terms for in terms of international rugby, I think he's punching above his weight. So I think that's what's what he's there for too. Yeah, too slow. And listen, with with the the, the box is especially with now Vermeil and back is we really are beefy. There's plenty of meat. We're like yeah. I'm not worried about what size. It's, you just need the mosquito. You you know the classic, and it's starting to yeah. happen in South Africa now. You know when you're in the dark now, the lamps probably more than an arm's length away. Do not irritate me about that. I just tell them now. I've talked to mosquitoes before. I'm like, boys, you can drink up all you want. Yeah. Don't make any noise. Sure. Good guy. There we go. Drink up all you want, slurp it up. It's usually the, the female mosquitoes, I believe, actually, that are biting you, just so you know. Yeah. Um, so the next time, you know, that's your problem, is you were having a gents' night. you you got to have a ladies' <laughs> Yeah, it's supposed to be a ladies' Oh, evening. yes. Oh, okay, that's why. Every day is a school day. But lawyers, they learn. I wasn't putting respect on their That's name. it. Why, why are there beer specials and no wine specials is what the, uh, the female mosquito yeah, community is saying. That's so, very true. So, but now you know. You know what I'm saying? Every day is a school day. Senzo, your thoughts on... Um, I'm not saying you're a bigot towards female uh, mosquitoes, Ooh, but wow. you were showing some tendencies. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, boys drink like tanks, so like. I see what you're saying. You immediately, it's easier to to kind of associate. Hey, I do know some girls though that will put away a full, like, I don't know if you know any of these ladies, uh-huh. but I know ladies who will just put away a bottle of wine, and, and it I... ain't no fat. No, no, no. I've not, I know a couple of ladies that. No, no, just, just yeah, we'll have another bottle. I just want. To, I just want to have two glasses. <laughs> then the bottle gets low. Yeah. You know, just bring the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> on the long lunch, boy. Uh, and then it's on, hey. It's on. Yeah, I, I do think ladies get a pass on that. Is they will like two bottles of wine. But for me, for me, it depends how you carry yourself. You know what I mean? For me, I mean, our bodies aren't the same. Yeah. So a lot of some people can drink a lot, and they can be muchacho. The other people can drink like. Two sips, and then they. Well, I, okay, you, you, you did right. Separate conversation, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying two bottles of wine is a heck of a lot of alcohol. It's a. Bro, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's mental. It's crazy. It's like, as a guy, well, I know for myself, after the third draft, you're starting to feel. It's nice now. You know, after the third draft, yeah, you, you, know the, you know the fourth one is coming with tequilas. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and then know, it's. Oh, no good decision happens. What you can't afford to do is have a draft before 12. Because once you get on that slope of, I'm drinking drafts now, it's very difficult to go from draft to... to spirits dump. now. Or, or even oh, yeah, yeah, dumpy, yeah, 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 yeah. If you drink, a, you, you know, especially December is the dangerous time. Because Oaks will are at the pub at 11. Yeah, well, December, you know, what do you call it? 31 Saturdays. <laughs> I haven't heard that. And it's I 31 absolutely... Saturdays. Okay, yeah. And then, you know, some people have to work until the 16th. And then after the 16th... Ah, the, the gates are open. And you know what? It's not just a South African thing. From around middle of December, the whole world goes wild. It's just, I don't know what happens. There's an international fever that catches. Yeah. And it is wild. But have you seen every year, because Christmas advertising starts earlier every year. Now it's like mid-November. Oh. St. Nicholas, your time hasn't come yet. <laughs> you just, you're on the bench still. Yeah. Ah, boys, it's December. Is it on? Day one Saturday, Saturday after Saturday. Incredible. Incredible. All right, let's get back to the uh, Springboks because I think there is an, there is an important point there. Um, so we've got Kwaka at open side. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's important. Sometimes you need to realize, it's like playing Man City or yeah. playing Barcelona at their peak. 
against the All Blacks, just realize that you're not going to dominate the game, right? They, they, they've got better skills than you, no matter who you are. Yeah. And, and I think Russi does this better than anybody since uh, Jake White, right? Is that that's fine. Do your fancy stuff here. Yeah, your tricks and tricks. You're not crossing the line. What we'll do is we'll, we'll swallow three points every time. We'll take penalties. We'll take yellow cards. We will not concede because the All Blacks, yeah. once they score, start scoring tries. Is, yeah, they, they keep churning them out. So, Guaja, another thing is he's almost there to give away penalties. At the, his role, I believe, don't compete at the breakdown. Either you're slowing the scrum off down mm-hmm. or you're conceding the penalty. Yeah, because if he competes at the breakdown, Adi Sevilla is going to have his way with him. So, what he must do is get, concede the penalty at the breakdown. We'll take yeah. it. What, what we cannot afford is exactly what you're saying. Aaron Smith, quick ball. Now, Adi Sevilla is running at, uh, at Pollard, first channel, second channel, channel, and he's first receiver. And now it's all sorts of problems because, listen, Pollard is, is a good defender. Mm. But if Pollard's making big tackles, the first receiver uh, sort of tackles with quick ball yeah. for 60 minutes, what happens now when they bring guys off the bench? Flyhops get worn down. It, it, I think it's very, very clev- clever to have Kwaka there to ensure that. And you know what Kwaka gives you? Concede the penalty at the, at the breakdown. Yeah. We'll play you at the lineout because yeah. nobody wants to see the, the, the exactly. Springbok lineout. We don't mind yeah. if you kick it's, the penalty yeah. out. It's genuinely a 50 yeah, 50 ball. Yeah. Because, like, for me now as well, like, Okay, we do that, and then also this is going to be Ninaba's first first real test as as sport coach. Yeah, and now as well, I see. I think I think, but I think he's also anticipating for that. That's why I think Elton Janchi is also in the team because he's anticipating that you know Pollard is going to do a lot of tackling, and yeah. then we're, then we're going to have to. And also Francois Stein because he's saying, "Listen, guys, we'll take the three points all the time. We're not here to play expensive rugby. Yeah, we're here to do our thing." And th- this is a big test. You, you know who hasn't had a, a big test, I think, in a while, uh, literally and figuratively, is that Dear Lende now is going to have to say, the physicality is great. Y- you know, there's a second part to rugby. There's a, there's a second layer to defense. Is Everybody loves the physical. Yes, he's ball carrying. and is There, there is a technical defense that's important now. Because sure. what's going to have to happen is you've got to be technically on point. You've got to protect your, your fly half. Because if there's one yeah. thing the All Blacks do brilliantly is attack that hole between 10 and 12. Yeah. That inside shoulder, so outside shoulder for the 10, inside, inside shoulder, shoulder for, the, for, the 12. for the 12. They attack that so mm. cleverly, whether with the reverse ball. Then you get um involved because um, um knows how to And now seal. it's overlap. And now we know that they, they'll they'll leave uh, Savea out there and then it's hands. Yes. It is on Quacha to make sure that they do not get quick ball number one. Yeah. But if not, take the penalty. Smother it. Take the penalty. Kill it, yeah. You roll the wrong way. You do yeah. this one where you're pretending. <laughs> yeah, Ganti, you know exactly. Roll out and yeah. Take the penalty. Let them kick to the line out. Let's concede three points. And, and if the All Blacks want to come and maul against us, good so, luck. So my question is, now, when we have the ball now, we've got go forward ball, what do, what do, what do you think our strategy is going to be? Maul. Maul. Don't, don't, let's not play. The ball must go up in the air because I think Mapimpi is probably the best in the world at the moment at competing in the air. Yeah. He, he's just a mongrel. Is put it, put it on them. To play rugby from there, because one thing we, we've listen, we've had two very tired looking tests against Australia. It's, mm. I don't even think we played badly; we're just fatigued. And yeah, we'll talk about the, box. the It's the complacency of you know having won the World Cup, yeah. you're world number one. Yeah. You also def- rugby championship defending, and then you beat the Lions. It's just like so, uh, I think. I think the loss, the, the two losses, came at a good time. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. People say we don't talk about rugby. We're a sports show. We're a big-time sports show. All right, Senzo, good stuff. Um, coming up after the break, a human being 
Uh, well, questionable whether he's human or not. He's run over mountains. He's run set FKTs, which is the fastest known times over uh, in the Himalayas. I mean, it, just an incredible, incredible... Uh, somebody who put South African alpine athletes on the map globally. Uh, and listen, he's been great for tourism. What a lot of people don't understand is when we have great athletes in this space, people want to come see you. Hey, this guy's talking about Table Mountain. That's great for our country. So that's what great athletes do for you. It's what great teams do. Barcelona did it for Catalonia. A man who I have uh, looked up to from the very beginning. Ladies and gentlemen, on the other side, a human being called Ryan Sand. Enter the Sandman. Cannot wait uh, to bring him uh, to you, of course, as a part of our series uh, as we lead up to the Otter Trail. Uh, the MKT Show. Uh, plenty uh, coming up on the other side. Cliffcentral.com. You did it. You did it. And you continue to do it by being here. Yeah, you know I'm saying. We here, man. We out here. Of course, we out here. We're doing our thing, man. All right, Senzo, good to have you with me, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get straight to it. Uh, apologies for the delay. You know, things happen. Uh, but now we are on track uh, with somebody who is a certified legend. I think that word is overused. Uh, not because of what he says. I prefer people like this who uh, are legend because go just go and look at what he's done. Uh, my mother always used to say to me, you're not what you say, you're what uh, you do. And listen, the profile speaks for itself. What he's done speaks for itself. And it's, it's tough not to be honestly uh, in awe of this guy and everything he's done. Once again, notice I have said not what he said, what he's done. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing uh, a man who is... Uh, a mountain, just a, an absolute beast in those mountains. Uh, l- let me quickly read you his uh, profile. 20, 2011, he won the Otter. In 2010, of course, he was the first human being, and I believe still the only human being, uh, to have done all four desert races and win them. Uh, the Drac Traverse record, Drakensberg Traverse, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, incredible 209-kilometer beast. Uh, Western States winner in 2017. FKT in the Great Himalaya Trail, as in the Himalayas, just so you know. That that was a whole different thing. Leadville winner, uh, the 100 miler in 2011. Introducing the one and only, the great Ryan Sands, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan, what is going on? Thanks so much. Yeah, really great to be chatting today. And thanks for the, thanks for the intro. How you been, Ryan? Yeah, I've been I've been been good. Um, yeah, I just got back from from Europe, um, so it was yeah great to be able to to travel again after a crazy eighteen eighteen months. Um, kind of yeah, I was out out running Ultra Trail Mont Blanc, which unfortunately um, didn't didn't go as 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 planned. But um, yeah, looking kind of looking looking forward now. Excited for for Otter that's that, that that's coming up, and then actually heading off to Madeira Island to do. Madeira Ultra Trail in November. So, uh, yeah, kind of lots, lots, lots happening. Ryan, good for you. Very, very handsome face there. I've got to tell you, uh, that's something which I, I'm, I'm really, really happy for you uh, in yeah. terms of that. Not only are you a tough guy, what it does do is mean people like me who are just ordinary, who struggle up the stairs, have absolutely no chance to ever attract a lady or a guy who is attracted when there's people like you who are actually in, possibly an X-Man, by the way. Have, have you ever thought you might be an X-Man? <laughs> Have you, has that ever come to you at night? You wake up and you I think, have, I might be related to Wolverine. No, not, 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 not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, um, so Ryan, uh, so I, I work with a bunch of guys in studio who, when I was kind of, because yes. obviously, I mean, you, you and I, uh, I mean, you, you'd have no idea who I am, but we have crossed paths once or twice at events where uh, yeah, I'm, just, yeah. Yeah, I'm just running my mouth and you're actually delivering results and, and, and being a hero. Um, but they didn't believe me when I started telling guys people run 100 milers on mountains, like, because... I'll be honest. So I've moved back to Joburg and uh, most of the guys up here, they're all like cronies that just work in offices and, and, and make money and don't really care about human beings. So none of the guys in, in here believe me yes. when I said 100 milers and things like this. So I just want to show you some of the doubters in here. I'm going to start with a guy who you were dealing with, uh, obviously, in pre-production. A guy called James Ilsley. He went to a right. disgusting establishment okay. called um, St. Stidians. So he didn't believe when I was saying okay. we, we had the great Robin Owen on uh, two, two days ago. Obviously, yes. somebody, your compatriot. Now, that, this face you will see now is a guy called James Ilsley. That's, uh, James, you don't really need to say anything. I don't think it's fair for you to talk. <laughs> so uh, as you can see there, uh, Ryan, he doesn't know how to do a thumbs up properly. James, if you can just give us uh, that again. Yeah. Um, you can't, can't do sound either. Yeah, can't do sound as we know before. No, so there you go. <laughs> do not be sorry, Ryan. You should be bearing him. I love that. All right, James, we're done with you. Uh, that is great. We need to clip that. Ryan Sands has just buried you there. I absolutely love that. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. He has one job, Ryan. Uh, the other guy here, he went to a place called St. David's in Inanda, in Joburg, Ryan. I don't know how well you know, but that is uh, where most of the Yenters will go and have a flat white and just chat about what Betty's doing next door. Uh, Senzo, this is a man who has run the Himalayas, I mean, the Drakensberg on his own with his mate, uh, uh, Reina Chrysler. What do you got to say to Ryan Sands? So, how's it? How are you doing, Ryan? How's it? Yeah, good and you. Uh, all right, thanks. So, okay, on a, on a serious yeah. note, how many hearts and lungs do you have? Um, I'm still, I'm still, still checking. No, I, I think it's, I think it's all, all, all normal. I think oh. I'm just a little bit more nah. stupid than, than other people. I think I've, I think I've actually got half a brain. That's, that's no, my, no, 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 my kind of, um, nah, I doubt, talent. no, I highly doubt that because yeah, no, you're, 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 you're very serious and yeah, no, you, I think you are a mutant, but yeah, that's, that's a story for another time. Yeah. TBD. I mean, the, the, we, we do need Thanks. a check on this guy. Uh, Ryan, it's, it's an absolute it's so difficult to say this, you know, it, it is actually an, a proper honor to have you on the show. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, let me be completely honest. It's very easy for me to say this because I'm involved with the Otter and I, I do want people like you and I love trail running. But the resume speaks for itself. Ryan, do you ever find yourself looking at what you've done and disbelieving? Or is your mindset that I'm in the game now, I'll celebrate afterwards? I've always wanted to know what a champion's mindset is. No, I, I guess in earlier years, you're kind of like always wanting to, to achieve. And I kind of felt in the past, maybe it's like you have this achievement and it's like, cool, like onto the next thing. And like before you know it, you wipe your eyes out it's like three years ago. And then, yeah, I guess sometimes things don't go according to plan and, and you have like disappointments or, or failures. And I think it's, it's made me realize that like to actually really like look back and, and kind of um, – just really kind of savor those like successes or kind of when, when things go according to plan or, or the special time. So, um, yeah, I, I do, I do try and um, kind of enjoy the moments, um, especially I guess that the older I, I get. Um, but yeah, I guess looking, looking back now, I've been running or kind of professionally for 14 years. Um, it is, is pretty crazy to, to think of the, just the, the cool, like, places i've been to the amazing people i've i've met um to be honest obviously it's been awesome and i guess i wouldn't be sitting here now if, if i hadn't like achieved some of the, the achievements I've, achieved, I've i've achieved but like 
kind of looking back back now, I don't think those are like like overly important to me. I think it's more the the, the experiences and just the, the cool stuff I've been 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 able to to do. And like, I guess looking forward to the the Otter Trail coming up, you just realize like like just how awesome and how special it is to be able to to run the Otter Trail in a in in a day and just kind of hang out with like minded people and and have a cool time. Hundred percent, Ryan. I'm totally with you. And you know, is we live obviously in a country, and you, I mean, you're you're in Cape Town, so you, you'll understand this. And you did go to a sort of traditional boys' school, much better than St. Students or St. David, which are the other ones that uh, that these guys attended up here. So don't don't even worry about that. But you know, we're very sort of rugby, cricket, and football heavy in our country. And I mean, I love those sports. I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't want to come out here and lie. Yeah. I do. I just do have a uh, sort of affiliation with mountains, which is uh, special to me. Obviously, being close to the greatest tribe in South Africa, we we, we do have the best mountains uh, in the Witteberg Mountains. But anyway, I don't want to argue with the Cape Town guy about that. Uh, we'll be all day. But Ryan, you, you know, to a lot of people who don't know you, and I do want to get to the otter, and obviously that that is why you're here, and we'll, we'll chat a bit about that. But some people may not know exactly who you are they may have heard via via there's a guy kind of who may actually be moses and kind of just crossing and traversing deserts over 40 days or uh like maybe these things but right i just want to take people back a little bit um to something you did which is the 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 drakensberg uh for, for me it's something i've done on my own a couple of times not in the time you've done but kind of like as a pilgrimage i was doing it once a year but it's 209 kilometers, and we call it the the, the Drac Traverse or the Drakensberg, um, the Grand Traverse. And you you took that on on your own. You, you you know that is such a monster of a thing. Could you maybe take us into what it is and sort of what made you go and do that? And and I just the aim here is to just let people know what's possible when you're human, because. And, and I'll come back to how you started after you've answered this, because people immediately presume, oh, you're superhuman. But your story of how you started running, which I do know because I'm a big fan, some people may not know that. But talk me through the drag traverse, and we'll, we'll come back to how you started in this alpine game. Yeah, so the, the Drakensberg Traverse, like you said, is basically a, a kind of traverse of the, the Drakensberg Mountains. Uh, you said like 200, 209 kilometers. That's that's if you if you get a right line. If you get the wrong line, it can be maybe 260, 200 and 70 kilometers. Luckily, I did it with, with Rainer Christel, and um, his navigation is, is a lot better than mine, so it <laughs> didn't end up being 309 kilometers. Um, but yeah, I, I guess with all this stuff, it's like the best way to describe it, it's, it's, it's all relative, and I think a lot of it's mind over, over matter. Obviously, kind of, I always say, like, if I'm going to wake up in the morning and say I'm going to run 100 miles in one day, 160 kilometers in one day, like mentally it's it's too overwhelming. Or if you say, cool, I want to run the the Drakensberg Traverse, 209 kilometers, like a crazy amount of elevation gain at high altitude. There aren't many trails. Um, you're kind of navigating and and kind of we're aiming to do it in in, in under 42 hours or so. Um, to do that, like mentally, it is is quite quite overwhelming, knowing that you're going to be running through two nights, um, not sleeping much, kind of get like crazy sleep deprivation. Um, I remember in the middle of one night, I kept telling Rainer there was a helicopter flying over us, and he was like, "No, dude, it's dark. <laughs> Helicopters don't, don't 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 fly in the Drakensberg when it's when it's dark." Um, so like you kind of go through that that um, that 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 stuff, but I guess a lot of it's like just mind over over matter and and for me I, I try and break things down into bite-sized chunks so kind of Drakensberg traverse was just 
kind of getting through 10Ks at, at a time. And before you know it, you've got through 50Ks and then it's like 100Ks and then 150. And, and, and so it, it, it goes um, on. But a, a lot goes a lot goes wrong. Um, I sprained my ankle twice really badly early on. Um, and it was like quite a big project that, that Red Bull had, had got behind. Obviously, Reno had committed to it. We had a film crew and stuff. So, like, you suddenly feel like a lot of, a lot of pressure on you. And, like, yeah, as, as I say, like, in the first couple of hours, I sprained my ankle really badly twice, had to kind of do a homemade strapping job and, and luckily managed to, to get, get through. Um, but things like that, obviously the altitude, um, going at, at kind of up to like 3000 meters, you, you, like the altitude affects you. So, um, that in itself makes you run a lot slower. As I mentioned, you're running off camber a lot of the time in, in, in the Drakensberg Traverse. So you're on mm. like these steep grass slopes with no trail and it's, it, it's rocky. Um, I remember actually at, 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 at the end, end of that, I was so, um, over it. I said, I'm actually just going to start, start running the, <laughs> on, on the roads after, after that. I, t- I told myself I was going to run the, the, the comrades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so luckily I, I changed, I changed, I changed my mind after, after, um, getting back to Cape Town and, and getting on, on the trails again. But yeah, I, I guess, um, I don't know if I'm answering the question, but it is obviously quite a, quite a, like a physical challenge, but I always say like, just, there's just like, there's a mental side to, to things. And I think it's also just your, your, your attitude, obviously when you don't feel like you can take one, one more step, you're feeling nauseous, your legs are burning. You're wondering what the hell you're doing. You just kind of want to crawl up in, 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 in a ball in, in a ball and, and kind of diet type thing. I always just try and remind myself I'm, I'm, I'm the fool that that's got myself here. I've chosen to be here. So just enjoy it, be in, be in the moment and, and kind of, keep going until you until you get out of the the situation and that maya now, now ryan I, I absolutely love that story and I, i'll tell you why it speaks to it, it really does speak to me is that you know i i really believe that mountain running or alpine sports are the most honest sports in the world um but when you start to get into sort of when you need to traverse on your own and you need to carry your own food and you need to carry your own is that there's such an integrity to that. Oh, how's that shot there, Ryan, in winter, the runner in winter? Are you kidding me, by the way? Do you have like a swag coach? I mean, look at you there, Ryan. You <laughs> the do. Oh, <laughs> the drip. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Ryan, I'm not sure if you're seeing yourself there, but yeah. that's unbelievable. Yeah. No, I, I, I can. Yeah. Luckily, I, I work with a, with a good, good photographer, Craig, Craig Kaleski. He's quite strict on, on the, the gear I wear. Yes. So he's, yeah. We all no, need a swag coach. Me. Yeah. No, yeah, we need exactly. a swag coach. And and uh, you look, Ryan, you look unbelievable out there. Look at You look like a movie star. It looks like they made you do that eight times. Do it again. Do it again. It's not the golden light. And boom, we nailed it. You even, you've got the grit. You've got the arm pump. It looks incredible. So shout out to your swag coach. Oh, there you are, Ryan. The striation on the calves there, mate. I mean, forget that you're actually, you are a good runner. This is an unbelievable shot, whoever took it. This is again saying I'm an animal much more sophisticated than you in terms of the evolution of mankind. Look at those cars, Ryan. Good for you, dude. It's just, it's just, it's just Photoshop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But again, you know, to 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 what what I was saying about mountain running is that it it is the most honest sport because, like you were saying, is your ankle is sprained, you're in pain, and you're whinging now. What I love about what you do is the mountain doesn't care. Right. Is you, like if you stop, there are serious consequences, especially in that part of the world. 
because the Drakensberg yeah. is probably, I've always argued, even with Patagonia, is the Drakensberg is just about as wild as mountains get. I, I, I've never uh, gone uh, much, I haven't done much in China other than the north. But yeah. in the Drakensberg, there is nothing. Like, if you have a sprained ankle, no. nobody cares, and it's you in the mountain, and it, it, it is your mindset. So I just think there's a, there's a, there's a purity and an integrity to, to that within mountain running, which is difficult to capture when you've got teammates and a coach and a team bus. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And I think I agree with you 100% on what you're saying with the Drakensberg. Like, I think it was just before we did the, the project, or like we did the Drakensberg Traverse, Ren and I, in 2014. And the first time I'd actually been into, like I'd done stuff like like the, the Sky Run, but um, before I'd actually gone like onto the Drakensberg Escarpment, which was 2013, I'd kind of run on all seven continents and to beat some pretty incredible places. But like being up on top of the, the Drakensberg was quite a, like an eye opener, just, as you say, just how wild and how there's just nothing, nothing there. Um, I, like it's like the opposite of, of, of claustrophobia. It's almost like the first time up there, um, kind of, you almost like freak out a little bit and it went, went up. It was supposed to be like nice weather, but, um, woke up that that morning in like a massive snowstorm absolutely freezing so mm. yeah it's definitely really really humbling up there and like you say um with all these these the these, these projects like the no like the mountains don't don't care um and it's i, I think that's as you say I, I love the the honesty of of um kind of trail running or kind of fast and light movement or movement in in, in the mountains is definitely really pure and, and, and keeps it keeps it honest yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree there, Ryan. Is uh, and also I just wanted to say that um, I think we should circle back before we move on to the otter. Um, there is a there is an element, I, I guess, in most people who may not have been exposed. Like, wow, this is possible, right? Is that um, it, it, people will just presume, oh, he won the genetic lottery or or whatever. But could you maybe take us into actually how you started running? Like, what type of person were you then, and how did you get into it? And are you superhuman? I mean, did you just win a genetic lottery? I'll, I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I guess um, taking going like all, all the way back, I was at 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 school at at Saxon in Cape Town, and I think it was probably around the trick. I was actually quite pissed off with my parents because um, I stopped I stopped growing, so I blamed them for. <laughs> for um, <laughs> Not, not giving me the right right genes and because i i played a lot of a lot of rugby and um it was kind of around um like matric um that yeah i kind of started to to get like bashed around a, a lot I was, I was playing flank and then then played at, at university kind of uh first year but that was kind of when i realized that was the, the end of my rugby career i just wasn't wasn't big enough to cut it as a as a flank um and yeah kind of i had some a bunch of mates doing the Nisner Marathon last year at university, um, doing uh, doing doing the Nisner Marathon, and I thought, cool, let me let me join them. Um, I always went up to to Nisner to 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 the Oyster Festival to have a bit of a party, and I, and I thought, like, cool, I'm I'm kind of leaving university now. Maybe I should be a little bit more responsible and um, and run it and run a marathon at least at least have a valid reason to be up at the, the Nisner Oyster Festival, and and ran that on very minimal training. Uh, definitely winged it, um, but um, absolutely loved it. I think just that feeling of fulfillment of actually crossing the the finish line. A lot of my mates laughed at me and said, "There's no ways you're going to finish the the marathon." Um, and yeah, the the running bug definitely bit out in in, in Eisner. 
um, and from there came back to Cape Town and, and living in, in Hot Bay on the back slopes of Table Mountain really quickly kind of uh, started going in, in, into the, the trails and doing a lot of a lot of running. Did a couple of local uh, trail races and then, um, you know, I guess I've also always been a, an all or nothing type of person. So one day I was Googling extreme trail races and I popped this four deserts website um i saw dean Conazes, the famous american ultra runner was was busy doing the the series and um, i just read his book and really kind of um like was really inspired by him and i thought cool let me let me enter um so i entered the the gobi desert race which is 250 k's over seven days like self-supported you've got to carry all your own food and stuff they do give you rations of water and and provide you with a with a tent in the evenings um but to be honest being a kind of just or kind of um, having just left left university, I actually didn't even know where, where the Gobi Desert was. Um, so I had to do a bit of bit of research. <laughs> figured it it was out in, in China, and yeah, um, six months later, I was lining up at the, the Gobi Desert. Um, for the Gobi Desert, I did do a lot more preparation and and kind of followed kind of some structured training. But yeah, I, I guess being a kind of naturally competitive person, I was hoping for a, for a top twenty. Uh, results or so and, and to, to my surprise ended up, uh, winning the, the race. And I guess that's, that's where kind of my kind of running journey really started. And, and, and from, from there that the rest is, is, is history. I think it was a year later I decided to, to quit my nine to five job and try cut it full time as an, as an ultra runner. And yeah, I guess 13, 14 what years later. What was that later, nine still, to five? Well, what was your nine to five? I was, I was working as a quantity surveyor for oh. a property development company. Yeah. No. So, so counting, yeah, count, or I guess like running around the world is a lot more exciting than, than counting toilets and, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The right dealing, quality dealing composition for bricks. Yeah, like, like, no, thank you. Exactly. No, I mean, exactly. But, but, but <laughs> dude, that's an awesome story because you're not superhuman. You're just a bloke who used to dig exactly. a, a dop. Uh, and, and a bit of oyster at the festival in Nice now, yes. and you like it just bit, and and you just as we say in South Africa, it's a bit of fuss bait and a bit of preparation, and it can do. And, and here you are being Ryan Sands. Uh, Ryan uh, Sands's got something for you. Cool, uh, Ryan. Um, just just a quick one here. So between your achievements between 2010 and 2013, like how do you keep going after you've achieved so much in the in that space? Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, I think for me, it's always been about like mixing it, mixing things up. Like I've been lucky, as I say, I've been to be running professionally and on the international scene for kind of 13, 14 years now. And a, a lot of the guys only end up, it's quite sad to see on the international scene, they're only around for like two or three years and then they kind of either get burnt out uh, physically and, and mentally and that they disappear. Where for me, I've always tried to mix things up. So I started off doing like more of the desert racing and then mm-hmm. kind of got more into uh, mountain running and um doing doing some of the, the ultras and then also now like doing a lot more kind of projects okay. um like doing stuff like running across the himalayas yeah. um ren and i are busy planning another and another crazy run for for, for next year still, still gotta do a few more um one or two more reckeys before we can kind of say too much nice. but I, I think just always mixing things up and keeping stuff fresh like like mentally and 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 and, and physically is has been so important i think like anyone in life if you do the same thing day in and day out, you're gonna get get yeah. get bored. Yeah, yeah, because between 2010 and 2013, you you were unplayable. Like, uh, like some of this stuff is like ridiculous. If you can achieve only a fraction of that, then 
I mean, you've lived quite a full life. So congrats, man. You're a real inspiration. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much. And I mean, that, that, that is a fair question, right? I mean, now I want to talk to you about um, the auto. Obviously, you, you, you know, it's, it's easy enough for you to say, okay, I've already won that. Uh, but the otter special, right, is for, for guys like you, people might say, yeah, he's used to running 100 milers and just, I don't know, like walking from here to China just to buy a can of beans or, or whatever he does. But actually, the reality of being in the otter is, and again, I, like, I, I don't have to say this. It is one of the most special places. And I've been, I've been really, really fortunate to, to have been in the Alps to, uh, like you have, you, you know, China. Uh, I've, I've never been to the Himalayas because um, obviously that, that, that's not going to work for me. I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not Ryan Sands or Reina Grusel. But, you, you know, is we have a really, really special part of the world. And that community, what they do to preserve that part of the world means one of the last few places on planet Earth that is genuinely untouched is now accessible to you and I uh, if you'll do it over five days, if you like me. And uh, by the way, the guy who can't do sound, his name is James. Um, when I was talking about the otter, he said, oh, my aunt did it. And I said, in how long? She said, yeah, like five days or whatever. I said, no, these guys do it in four hours. I mean, a combination of what I've just said there, the beauty of what it is, but also talk to me about the otter and because you don't have to keep coming back. You're Ryan Sands and you've yeah. chosen to keep coming back. What is it about the otter in particular? And maybe you can also explain to people that don't know, what is the otter? Yeah, I guess the, the otter is just one of those those magical trails. Like you said, you've been been all over the world. I've I've been lucky enough to to do the same. And there's something really special and, and magical about the the, the, the otter trail. Um, I remember after running it in 2011 for the first time, I said, like, if there's one trail I could run every day, it would be the, the otter. Um, I think growing up in, in Cape Town, uh, spending a lot of time at the ocean and surfing, uh, I still have a really close connection to the ocean. So to be able to like run a trail that, that traverses along the side of, of the ocean for me is just the, the ultimate. Um, and yeah, I think also just what, um, the, the Collins brothers have, have, um, have, have created there just such, such a special vibe and, and, and aura thing that just kind of keeps me wanting to come back. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't come back for a good couple of years and then was, was there again last year and just like realized like how awesome it is. Um, like you said, probably marathon distance is not, is not kind of for me kind of focusing on a kind of more of the, the longer, longer stuff, but, um, just to, to, to have the, the opportunity to, to run the otter is something kind of really special and, and something I wouldn't miss for, for the world. And I mean, the, the, this year, uh, and we'll be talking to obviously your fellow, uh, uh, you might say comrade, uh, Senzo says your comlade, uh, Kane Riley and, and comlade. Yeah, Ryan, well, you're, you're welcome. I'm just, uh, teaching you a bit of South African yeah. colloquialisms there. Comlade. Okay. <laughs> so next time you see someone and they say, Hey, comrade, you say, no, comlade. And then yeah. you give them the show. Yeah, sure. Comlade. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but cool. I mean, you, you know, the, really the creme de la creme of South African running. I will be there this year and, and I'm really looking forward to having you there. What, what are you thinking? Are you, I mean, have you recovered from UTMB? Are you okay? Number one. And are, are you going to, I mean, the, the competitive animal in you, I, w I would imagine will want to go to Otter and present your best self, whatever that means. Yeah, I actually saw, saw Kane earlier to today. So I've been, um, what's it, sledging him a bit yeah. as, as, or giving him a bit of, bit of hard time about the, the the race um yeah thanks kind of finally like like recovering from from utmb was actually battling for for quite a while with with migraines and um 
a bit of a, a wonky shoulder, but seems to be getting the best of that. And, and luckily, I won't be using poles for, for, for the otter. So I should be I should be good on that that front when I say trekking trekking poles. So I should be fine. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, if when I, when I start doing it over five days, then I'll then I'll use use poles. Like uh, but, James but, but aunt. For now, I'll try. <laughs> exactly. For, for for now, I'll try and stick <laughs> to doing it in in, in one day. But um, yeah, I, I guess I've got, actually got Madeira Ultra Trail coming up. Um, I think it's three or four weeks after that. That's on the Ultra Trail World Tour, so that'll be like a big big focus for me. But take nothing away from the the Otter. Um, I think I'll, I'll play it play it by by ear and and see how I how I feel. But um, yeah, I'll kind of I'll leave it for for um, race day and just just play it played by yeah but really really excited i've actually been mentoring one or two runners from from the live to to run foundation and 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 Sinavuyo, the one runner that i have been mentoring is, is coming to to run the otter um so it's kind of yeah kind of his first time running the otter first time running a, a kind of big race outside of, of of durban area where he's from so yeah i guess that was kind of the, also like a, or like a really cool cool reason to be at at, at the otter and just share that 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 experience with him i think as as i mentioned previously um i've been lucky enough to do to do a lot of things and 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 for me to be able to to also kind of share these types of experiences with with uh, with other, other people and and help them achieve is is also uh like really really important for me so um yeah i think a bit of a, a roundabout um answer to your to your question but um yeah kane actually gives me a really really time um i think he's the fastest guy having never to to win, win the, the otter and um, hopefully he gets it right sooner <coughs> sorry sooner excuse me as sooner than the later because obviously uh just being a uh, super super talented um but he said when when i won the, the otter in, in in 2011 it's yeah i think it was in four hours 40 yeah. um, so obviously times are a lot lot slower than than these these days so yeah. um I, I wouldn't mind actually just running a, a slightly faster faster time. So he stopped stop so giving me a hard time about that. But what, what you got to tell him, and we will have him on the show pretty soon, is that the gold medal is still yeah. the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? 440, <laughs> 411, no, no. 380, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I, 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 do, I do tell him that. <laughs> I thought so. I had to bring it out of you. Listen, Ryan, you said lived. Yeah. Uh, was it lived to run foundation? I mean, tell us about it. I do yes. love when people get yes. give back. Um, uh, uh, dude, thanks so much. I mean, uh, we have kept you over time here because you probably thought, oh, I'm going to a professional sure. show, but actually, we're not that professional. So uh, no, if you oh. if you do have to go, let us know. But if, <laughs> if you've got some extra time, we'll keep going for another five minutes or so, if that's all right with you. Okay, cool. No, that's that's that, that's perfect. Cool. Let's let's yeah, keep so it rolling. Uh, live to run. Yeah, live live to to run is kind of an offshoot of the the live uh, foundation in 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 Durban, um, and so yeah, live 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 to to run. Obviously, the the name kind of focuses on 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 running um, and and kind of giving kids an, an, an opportunity that have have come from yeah previously disadvantaged background. Uh, the live foundation and and the live village actually houses a, a lot of um, orphan kids. Um, Come from really, really tough, tough backgrounds. So it's, it's really cool to, to get in, in involved with that. Um, Salem and South Africa are really involved with, with Live, Live to Run. So that this year, uh, decided to, to start a, a mentorship program for, for some of the, 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 the runners. Um, and as I mentioned, Sinavuyo. So, um, yeah, I was actually up there last, last week and it was actually really refreshing to, to go there. I guess I, I just came back from Europe for like the disappointment of, of, um, 
UTMB and, and then you actually go and, and spend some time in the live village and you hang out with Cineview and you just see like, like kind of what he's had to overcome to, to be where he is, like where he's at today. It actually ma- makes you realize that like she's like having a, a bad race at, at UTMB is pretty irrelevant in, 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 in the bigger scheme of things. So like I say, like just really, really cool to, to be able to, to be a part of some of those journeys. Give it a little bit back. I think, um, as I say, the sport has given me so much. Um, if it wasn't for, for trail running and, and, and the mountains, I'd probably still be, um, be, I'd, st- oh, I'd st- still be a quantity surveyor. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm definitely really grateful. And, and I think it's, it's cool to, to give, give back. I really so passionate about our, our country. Um, I think we, we've got, uh, so many positive things and I think we all, we all need to play our role in, in, in kind of, making a difference and, 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 and creating change. Uh, so, Ryan, what I will do is when, uh, obviously, I'll see you at the Otter, you know, I'll obviously take lots of photos so people can see that I'm fist bumping with uh, with Ryan Sands. And, and it, it, even if it, it, like, it'll probably get weird for you, but I'll probably need to get a couple of shots just so all, like, everyone in studio and everyone in the world can be like, oh, wow, you're with Ryan Sands or whatever. I'll obviously take advantage of that whole thing. Like, let's just get that out of the way. You, you know what I mean? Um, but after that, I, I will definitely want to engage with you. But... Ryan, uh, running for me, actually, uh, and Alpine uh, living, actually. So, because I, I care more about than as much as I love running or what it does for me, I do care more about nature and uh, what it does in terms of keeping me conscious in that space than I do about the running itself. But for, for you, I mean, in terms of running kind of shaping you as a as a human being, I mean, it's, a, it's extremely important to me uh, because I do try and preach the gospel is I'm evangelical and I'm unapologetic about what running can do for people, whether alpine or road. But just for you, as as we see you now, you know, you'll be at the Otter and I just can't wait. I, I think it is t- uh, top three most special places in, the, in this country and I believe top three in the world. Um, but what has running done for you and shaped your life? Because I'd imagine the depth of relationships, the people you've met, and you're, you're fortunate enough to have a beautiful uh, wife, and the types of people that it's brought into your life. I don't know what running's done for you, but it completely changed my life in uh, kind of 2013 and, and really 180-degree turn in terms of the tra- trajectory of quality of people I was around. So going to events like the Otter and and obviously 100 miles and things, what's it done for you? I'd just love to know that as we, as we kind of uh, are going to close off here. Yeah, I, I guess it's it's been completely life changing. Um, I always say no disrespect to to school and, and and university, but I think kind of what running has has taught me is is kind of in many ways like kids, you must you must you must, you must go to, go to school and and you must get a get a university. But um, I think it's just like running has taught me so much, so much like on kind of what what school or, or education. Um, kind of taught me in like in like a deeper sense and as as you say like for me running is not just a sport it's it's, it's a way of life and as i mentioned these days i probably do kind of like free running projects and and, and for me like i still want to be involved in running for many years to to come i probably won't be competing but now i do a lot less racing and there are a lot less races that appeal to me but just to be out in, in the trails and and to share those events with people to be a part of people's journeys, uh, kind of going out and achieving their, their goals. And even as you they're kind of spending time in the mountains that I love, but like for me running, um, if it's road running or, or kind of running on the trails or running across the desert, I think, I think that's, it's just, it's just about 
being out there and, and, and kind of being in that, 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 that moment. And I guess our lives are always so busy. And I even felt now when I came back from UTMB, pretty, pretty, pretty gutted. Um, I'd kind of had more than one setback at UTMB. So it, it's like a bit of pill to swallow, but I think just kind of picking up the, the pieces or kind of maybe that's a bit over dramatic, but kind of going onto Table Mountain and just being out there and just realizing kind of why I started this is, is, is kind of so important and, and so that'll keep me coming back and hopefully I can be Ryan Sands that old buddy that, that's still kind of cruising in, in Table Mountain even even if I've if I've got a got a walking <laughs> yeah, like, I've, got to, I've, got to, I've got to learn how to use them first after my UTMB experience. Yeah, I, hey, listen, I mean, maybe maybe we do need to, maybe I come down and I give you a, a lesson with sticks and we maybe record that so it looks like I taught Ryan Sands something, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be like, oh, the, sure. <laughs> what's Ben? There's another Cape Town kid, Ben, I forget what his surname is. Uh, his his buddy is a bit of a running legend down there in Cape Town. You can, you can be like him. Uh, what's Ben's uh, surname? Ben, ben, ben Brimble. Brimble, no, his older man is it Brimble. John Brimble? So John, John Brimble. Yeah, yes. Still doing the otter. I mean, he's done like 407 otters. Uh, I mean, he's well past his 60s. I, I see him every year. Pitches up yeah. at the otter, finishes <laughs> when these like really okay. Dax oats from Joburg can't even get over uh, uh, the finish line in time, and he he's like. I don't know, like 60 in the shade, and he looks Trashing incredible. It. He's a he is a freaking lead. And Ryan Sands, uh, dude, when you and Reno do uh, eventually, obviously you might be running to the moon or whatever. Uh, like you said, you can't really reveal any details at this moment. Uh, I mean, what's left, right? Forget gravity. You guys could probably run from here to Mars before Musk uh, goes back to his home planet. But when you guys do that, I mean, I, I kind of want to put you under a little bit of pressure here to say you should definitely come back here and announce sure. that and make this a place where you announce things like that. Uh, so, but I'll, I'll put more like uh, sort of passive aggressive pressure on you at the Otter in 2021. Perfect. Sounds, sounds good. Look, yeah, look, looking forward to seeing you there. You're an absolute legend, my brother. And keep inspiring. And I can't wait to, to keep you. getting behind you because uh, you're putting South Africa for me as a South African without being too cheesy. But I love this country. And whenever people go internationally and represent us, uh, as Senzo might say, again, here's another colloquialism for you, uh, Ryan, is that, that, that when you go overseas, what they do, you'll see. I don't know if you can see the hashtag in the uh, top corner there. Because um, you're from Cape Town, you might think it says respect is earned, but it actually says respect. Respect is earned. So you respect. go out there and you say, hey, put some respect on our name. Or Senzo, you might say it a little better than me. Let's get Senzo uh, uh, to, to kind of teach Ryan this one. Go ahead, Senzo. Yeah, back. so whenever you know people don't really know what you're doing and who you are, you just say, put some respect on my name. And then you leave it at that. And then okay. that, that should strike the fear of God in, him, in them. But then again, yeah, you've done well for a sax boy, so... Oh, yeah. here we go. All right, that's enough from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It had to happen. It had to, I, yeah, we have to cut it. Yeah, that, like, yeah. that's enough. All right. <laughs> Ryan, make him put some respect on, on your name, uh, both at Otter okay. and moving forward. You're a lefty legend, my brother. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much, and thanks and th- thanks to you for all you do for our, for our sports. I know, like, I don't know, I think it's, I think it's, it's much harder being out there all day on, on the mic and speaking... All day, I think I'd I'd rather run run a hundred miler than do that. So yeah, thank you, um, and looking looking forward to catching up with Arthur. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, the irrepressible force, uh, a man who has taken us to the next level, the one and only Mister Ryan Sant. Cliff Central.
Sportsfans.com. Welcome to it, Sportsfans. You've done it. Yeah. Just in time there. Guys, <laughs> do you know, just seeing Ryan, bro, like, it's makes you realize how much other people are doing out there. Yeah. And how it's not about money or, like, some guys just challenge themselves in ways that you don't think are even, even imaginable. He's an animal. He's ridiculous, actually. But that's a good point, dude. Like, people always make it about something else. You know what I mean? Like, there's a guy who, fair enough, I mean, and, and again, it's just a dude. Like like he said, he used to go to Neisner, get hammered. And he's like, hey, let me see how I can do in this thing and then the rest is history. Like, but you, you put it so well. People are doing things out there, bro. Yeah. And it's funny how, you know, we always look for inspiration. It's what, got to be American, British, Swiss, Swedish. It's like, no, there's a guy from Hart Bay. Yeah, exactly. A guy that you might have seen, like, that you and I might have crossed paths with, like, a million times over at school and stuff like that. And he's just like, yeah, whatever, man. He went to America, beat them at their own yeah, thing. Went yeah, to yeah. China, beat them at their own thing. Went to the Himalayas. Beat the, greatest, <laughs> the, the greatest recorded time. Time, yeah. Traversing that trail. Like, he did it, like, in 24 days. And he's just like, the. I can't even fathom that to go 24 days in the Himalayas to keep going yeah. and going and going. That's, that's, that's diabolical. Like, and by the way, that's about 3000 Ks. Just yeah. So you know, it's like 3000 plus, I think. And the, oh, geez. At, at that, that altitude. altitude and it's going up and down. down as well. yeah. so it's not just Himalayas and it's, it's straight. Like, yeah. yeah. It's not the promenade in Cape Town. Yeah, exactly. It's snowing that. Uh, so I, I do know a little, de- uh, a bit of detail about that. His, the guy who went with him, Rainer Grusel, they broke the other record, the Drakensberg um, yeah. Traverse record together. There was frostbite involved. There was, like, and you're there, it's not like, you, you know, if you get hurt in, we live in the Santon area, you can just call an ambulance. There you save yourself. So you it, It's a matter of life and death. The, like in alpine sports, right? It's, it's one thing people go, oh my God, are you never scared? No, because it's always clear from up front. You're on your own. There, there, there is nobody coming to save you. In, in our, like Table Mountain, going up Lion's Head, maybe. We bring the helicopter. But in real, real alpine sport, you're on your own. You're going to call them the Himalayas. No, but even, even yeah. in the Drakensberg. Yeah. Trust me, I nearly died twice because my mentality was not I'm on my own. Yeah. And I wasn't like it, it, what, why I was saying the integrity thing. If you don't do things correctly in the mountains... It is not like being late for work. The consequence, more often than not, is a brush with death or death itself. Sure. So a life-altering experience, you, like, like a proper life-altering experience. And trust me, I've had it twice. You don't want it. I, I wouldn't wish it on my worst end. Well, I would actually. I would wish it for most people, just so you can see actually how fallible you are. Like, just take a brush with death, just once. Oh my! And I did it twice. Lost in the mountains. And I didn't take the right gear, and I I I was I was delirious, uh, and I got lost in the Drakensberg doing the same thing that he set the record for, and I was in real trouble. And nobody else's fault but my own. She was. Yeah. That's integrity, bro. All right, well, but let's talk about uh, the land of the living and something that is still happening. Um, we were talking about the box earlier, and we were kind of getting into it. Just tell me your thoughts leading up to this weekend. You you, you kind of got there, right? You kind of got there for me, but. Um, Someone made a very interesting point here. You yeah. know what I mean? And our problems stem around the injury of one person. And LB said, look, boxer actually lied without Peter Steph to toy. Mm-hmm. 
Because look what, if Peter Steph was here, no problem. No problem, because now this this thing of always like chopping and changing like the, the loose trio, and you know, we're not really like set and, you know what I mean, so. Yeah, and also, I mean, people must understand is that the Springbok number seven, if you, you look when we've always been at our best, but the number seven is actually always like a second lock is how we pick because that's our grade, yeah. right? Is that, so the number seven, if you think back, uh, when you think back, I believe the greatest uh, Springbok along with Fury de Prea, um, for me, uh, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen a handoff this intense in, in rugby. Juan Smith is the greatest, certainly the greatest forward. I believe the greatest Springbok and Fury is like, close, you, you, you know, um, but Fury is the greatest number nine of all time. It's just, when the number seven in Bok rugby is actually probably the most important player of all time. Think back to Andre Fenter. Yes. Then you come, you, then you come, when we've been successful, our the number seven, seven has been flat. Seven, yeah. yeah you, the seven's know, the guy. The, the seven, back in the day, Ruben Krier, when we won the 95, yeah. bad man. A bad man. Then we went Andre Fenter. Yeah. Took a little break mucking about, uh, um, you, you know, uh, who's the guy I was, we were just talking about again? Jean Smith. Jean Smith came through yeah. World Cup. Inevitable. We move it. Uh, we bump it forward now. Peter Steph Tatoy, World Player of the Year, that number seven role yeah, again. Because yeah. it pivots so much around him. Because he's your in South African rugby, the seven by the way is the blind side. Yeah. He's your defensive pillar, but he's also that other line out jumper. People don't know, may or may not know this. Francois um, uh, Smith, uh, yeah. Jean Smith yeah. was the second best line-out jumper at the yeah. two, um, 20, 207 World Cup top, yeah. behind Victor Matfield. People yeah. don't know that, but like, forget about possibly the best ball carrier rugby's ever seen. Because, us, to come back to your, to your point, because you saw on the weekend we played Mustard at seven, and that, you saw that he was way out of his depth. Way out of his depth. And cause, it's because he also is a line-out jumper and all that. Yeah, and, and Mustard's not that animal. Like, like, yeah, it doesn't have that thing within him. You ha- the seven in Bok rugby has to be the, of all of the savages, I always say, Bok rugby and loose forwards, we're going to be fine. Afrikaans guys, Vendor guys, Zulu guys, we sort it because we are savages. Yeah. Like, but of all of the savages, that must be the savage of all savages. The seven, Fenta, Smith, uh, Juan, uh, you know, Peter R- Steph Toy. Richie McCaw said about Juan Smith says, this is like Sir Rich Moore. He's like running into a brick wall. Yeah. He said that guy was, he says, guys, you, you guys look at Albert Skalkberger and all that. He says, the real guy's that guy who was seven. In Bok rugby, the seven, when we have, when mm. we win, we have a savage seven. Uh, Zapeta Ngawa says, the thing about the, uh, the Springbok game plan is that it has a very small margin of error. It requires near perfection in all areas. I tell you, it's, it's very true. And I think Rusty's carrying, uh, catching a lot of flack for this, but I think the real truth here is that the, the perfection has to be in very few things, you know, whereas with the All Blacks, they try the expansive thing and you've got to be perfect in so many other things. Is that it's probably four or five things you've got to be at 95% with, with the Springboks and that's who we are. Mm. Like, I, I don't want to, I, I used to kind of be obsessed, like, oh, I want running rugby entertained. Like, it's not who we are. You also see it now, you also see it now as you get older as well, you know, like, yeah, it's all cool and well because, you know, in high schools, we all try to play like the All Blacks and you do the tricks and flicks, the Sonny Bill William thing. Yeah. Then, although you get, you're like, guys, this, like, stay in your lane. Yeah. Like, we're not designed to play rugby like that. It's not, it's totally not our game plan. Like, guys aren't going to be, you know, our number four is not going to be throwing, you know, the one arm speculator over, <laughs> you know what I mean? To yeah. get to the wing, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's not our thing. And, you know, success is when you know what you are. Like, if you, the All Blacks know what they are. That's what they are. 
They, you they, don't see the All Blacks trying to, try, try to play. Mauling mm. and or what are the box doing? Is real champions are doing what they're doing. And whenever the Springboks, because you saw it with Alistair Kutia, I don't know what we were doing. Stop trying to be enterprising. Yeah. The only enterprising team in the world or, or in South Africa that works like that is Grey Bloom. But that's yeah. because every single guy there from 1 to 15, yeah. or in fact from 1 to 35, because the second and the third team would yeah. probably beat most, most first, first teams, teams over the last 20 years. Everyone's a savage. Yeah. But ultimately, once we go after that, what's the greatest dynasty in, in rugby, possibly rugby history outside of the Crusaders? It's the Blacks. And the Bulls. Yeah, and the Bulls, yeah, exactly. Guys, we are what we, we are. are true. We've got these farm boys that are coming from Northwest, the Go Bokefeld, Bloom. Kimberly. Nobody produces this. Because you know how I know I'm right? Go and look at France. Go and look at England. How many South Africans? Yeah. Uh, now Scotland. Yeah. How many South Africans out there? Who's Italy. the boy on the wing? Fanamava. Duhan Wanderman. Where's he from? Fanamava. Yeah. And he wouldn't come close to the Springbok team. Yeah. And that guy's Stander. a savage. And Stander was also doing it for Ireland. And, and like, Stander is, they think Stander yeah. is a savage. Here, Stander wouldn't make our fourth rotation. Yeah. We have savages here, guys. Yeah. Stop trying to play 13, like you say, speculators. We don't need to. Yeah. The point, you, you, you know, where we get caught up, and I think it's because South African schoolboy rugby is the most professional sport in Africa, and I, I, I will die on that hill. In mm. Africa, there is nothing more professional than schoolboy rugby in South Africa. Mm. And what happens is we fall into a romantic trap. It's like, oh, Gray win like that. So, no, because the difference between Gray's consequences and what happens when you become a professional, at professional level, the aim is to win. It's not to entertain. Mm. If you mm. can entertain, bonus. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need lot of bonus ball. Mm. But the aim is to win. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care about being entertained at Bok level. But like, it was like what Clive Woodward was saying about us. Clive Woodward says, yo, we, if we watched how we played against the Lions, uh, would we be, be proud of that brand of rugby? I was like, hold on, hold on. Did you see how you were playing when you won the World Cup with the, get the ball to Johnny Wilkinson? Uh, the most boring rugby team in the history of mankind what you do is Richard Hill the great Richard Hill uh, Lawrence Delalio would go and bully you, uh, Johnny puts it in the corner and then you get those fatties uh, the great Martin Johnson Ben yeah. Kay yeah. Uh, Thompson Steve Thompson yeah. Phil Vickery you go and bully them yeah, there exactly he played he mustn't come into yeah, honestly we should, we should get him on the show uh, we, we do need to get him on yeah. the show because he's a firecracker <laughs> and he will say what he's thinking because he's knighted now yeah yeah. So, yeah, so it's yeah he's got all the money but how dare he honestly how dare he that, that, that's unbelievable uh, um says obviously uh, that's a very Zulu name eh? yeah yeah so he's part of the tribe for those who don't know that tried to burn every single mall in South Africa at a stage but we did overcome them by giving you Sia Colisi as a cause of people gave you Nelson Mandela as well and Oliver Tambo but no big deal uh, Guthen Kosi saying LaRue and Pollard need to be accurate in everything they do kicking and passing the All Blacks will punish any mistakes we make that's a great point is there was a lot of useless kicking against Australia if you think Bowden Barrett and Richie Moanga won't stand back there, <laughs> right? And then you'll have um, Savea, right, who will carry from deep and he will <laughs> flick it out the tackle. And give it to Rico Ioani. And if you don't think that you're... So one thing that has to happen, every up and under must have two chases. Yes. And it must be, it must be pointless. Don't give Moanga 10 meters it's to run. Do not, give, do not give yeah. either Barrett. Uh, I, I haven't seen the All Black team yet. I don't know if Jordy's back. I think he's, he's got the big injuries. Yeah. 
but do not give the other Barrett. Bo- Bowden. And also, there's another uh, young kid, the Crusaders boy, Will Jordan. Will Jordan are, as well. You, you know who? Avili, yes. you, you know who Will Jordan reminds me of? Do you remember the All Black fullback Leon McDonald? Yes. Because he looks like he should be a computer programmer. He looks like a nerd who's playing Apex <laughs> no, Legends. No source, eh? Yeah. No Big time. No what are you, who's like and the way he runs it's kind of like do you remember Jean de Villiers who, yes like he didn't look fast it's like deceptively fast that time he's round, he's rounding you bro and Will Jordan if you you've, we've seen now that he's Leon McDonald Guys, version 2 you know the thing is there's Will Jordan do you know what the All Blacks do so well like their wings like you know last time they said okay Rico you want you sit down here's George Bridge yeah now we've kind of forgotten about George Bridge because there's Severus and Will Jordan like it's ridiculous um, Goodhue, I don't know what Goodhue is. Is he injured or like... Is, and he's an animal. animal. But they got Havili. What Havili and, uh, is... The- by the way, who's the uh, the, the, the Chiefs uh, Maori bloke? Uh, he's also a bit of a lad, man. He, he, kind of, he's like Luke... I know, I know which guy you're talking he's about. He's like Luke McAllister, but more... He, I know which guy you're talking about. Yeah, he, he looks more... Because po- Luke McAllister, I think, was ha- yeah. uh, half white, half Polynesian. Yeah. But this guy is... And you know he's that guy, man. The 13 for the Chiefs. Uh... Leonard, Leonard Brown. Anton Leonard Brown. Leonard Brown, yeah. And Leonard Brown's that guy. Yeah, Leonard Brown. You can see, he, he chooses the music on the playlist. Yeah. He's that guy. And whenever they decide which pub the All Blacks are going to, he's that guy. He says, lads, I've already yeah. set up the guest list. I've booked the table. He's that guy Damien who has McKenzie. every no, they, pair they, they, of they, They've got... Damien McKenzie. Honestly, retaliation against uh, Elizabeth. If Brody back. He, he is back. And I tell you where you do need to neutralize. And, and you've kind of uh, brought up a great point here because Damien McKenzie will do things mm, that you yes. don't, you, you don't need that, that, those kind of problems as you, you and the homies might say on the streets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you better put some spec on his name. If you yeah. kick useless kicking, uh, uh, Damien McKenzie is going to lap it up and he's going to show you plus seven. He, that's exactly what he's going to do. So we're going to have to be honest with our kicking is that I would almost rather, again, I know it sounds crazy. Take penalties rather than kick useless kicks. Run, Vili's got to be super, and it's where Vili's probably a little bit too loose, is his kicking it, accuracy. It, yeah, his kicking accuracy is a bit too loose because now it's just like, it's like he's aimlessly kicking and you're just like, really like, what's the point? And sometimes you see Mopimpi gets frustrate, frustrated with the dog like. But what about this? Like, I think we're getting too obsessed as South Africans with the results. The aim is the World Cup. As far as I'm concerned, now what Rassi and uh, uh, Ninaba are trying to do is we have to build some depth for 2023. And you yeah. you can't do that in 2022. In 2022, you know, so from next year, polishing. that's what you're doing. So now I actually don't mind these results because I think you said something beautiful earlier. What about the fatigue? The fatigue is World Cup. Okay. No, because this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing started, this thing started rugby championship. Rugby Championship uh, 2019. We win that. Oh, nobody's ever won the World Cup and uh, Rugby Championship same year. We do that. Oh, British and Irish Lions. You guys haven't played rugby for two years. Come here. We do that. You know what I mean? Mm. Now, now, now there's nothing to prove. Now there's nothing to prove. It's about can we defend? Yeah. Can yeah. we go back? To, there, there's one thing we haven't done in World Rugby. And that's back-to-back World Cup. Can we do that? And, but I, I want to stick to what you're talking about there because I think it's a, it's a it's an extremely good point, right? Is that the fatigue of just the squad? They've had no break, then they've gone COVID, and then they've had to play a Lions series. You, you you know what I mean? Is it's been winning, 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 winning? Is the squad is jaded? It's, maybe it's not yeah, fatigue; it's, it's just jaded. jaded yeah. You know, you spend enough time with people. It's not that they're bad people, but you you, you need a refresher. And yep. you, you know where we're going to struggle now. 
because it's hard when you've won with people. You, you almost need to get rid of four or five. Not yeah. because they're not good enough anymore. Yeah, you need... You need... Fre- Fergie did this better than anybody. Yeah. When you win is the time to change. change. Yeah. Not... Don't wait till you lose. And South African... Because sport, now you, you, you're changing because you're panicking. And South African sport does this all the time. It's like... We uh, did it with cricket, remember? No, we did it all the time with cricket and, and rugby. Mm. Stop romanticizing the players that, that are here. Is that change now. Like, Dwayne is fine. You keep him. But a few of the others, if they're not on their best behavior come the end of this rugby championship, you don't say to them, it's over. You say, you're now on the fringe. And uh, I, I think it's what Russi's doing, yeah. by the way, because he, he played, um, who's the bloke he started at lock again? Uh, Ori. Yeah, Ori. So, so what he's showing me is that 2021 is not about winning. I don't think Russi cares about it because he's smart. He can see it. We build the depth now. Right, throw the like. That's why, of course, he's playing. That's why they're not playing Cheslin. What is Cheslin going to show you that you don't already know? Mm. Let him rest. Let him recover. Build the depth now. Twenty twenty two, come June onwards. Polish boys. People are going to see woo. Polish boys. Because now you've got that eight hundred test caps within the squad, like Jake White did yeah, and, and like, Rasid. Like, like you see, even this game, I'd have given, I'd have told Villy to rest and uh, put in um, Willemse. Just let's just see. I, you know what? I, I trust Russi, but I think this is the last uh, time this year. Because end of year tour, I expect it basically to be Grey Bloom first Yeah, 15. people carry cup, yeah. yeah. No, rest these guys. Yeah. You, gents, uh, whoever, he, he'll pick, let's say, what is it a squad of 30 that goes to a World yeah, Cup? Yeah. He'll pick his 18 that are certified. Gentlemen, go and put your feet up in the French Alps, whatever you guys yeah, do. Yeah, go, whatever you do. We'll see you in February. Yeah. For the first time, you rest in four years. Because next year, guys, you need to mentor the eight that I'm bringing in. So the guys he'll take uh, to start, Jasper, Visa, Ori, these guys, end of year tour, they need to start because we're building that depth. 2022, there's no, we're not experimenting anymore. Uh, we're building now and we're going to bring that thing back. That's what I think is happening. Yeah. So we mustn't panic about these results. And yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and, people, and, people are quick to panic. I was like, no, it's, this is good for us. And let's not panic because uh, I think we might catch it a little bit this weekend. I think yeah. we're tired. We went there, we had to quarantine. This whole thing's a mess. Yeah. You know, and we've just, it's not like we're coming into it. Yeah, fresh, yes, yes. Like they are, right? Yeah. We've just come off a Lions series. Yeah. After not having played rugby for, for what? For two years. For two years, we've just come off that. We're still probably not really fit. Yeah. Because when you're elite, you periodize your training sure. in order to peak. We're not, we're not in game shape right sure. now. That's why Australia caught a tired team that's not fit. And I'm not making excuses. They played well. Yeah. I'm just saying, don't panic. The plan is to win the World Cup. The plan is not to win rugby championships that are being run like a spazzle shop. Well said. I don't think I don't think I can add any more to that. Sends us to good stuff today. Ryan Sands is an animal. Made me reevaluate my life. <laughs> you need those people in your life. Yes, just to be like, yo, yeah, no. Yeah. This guy eats 100Ks for, for, for breakfast. Warm up. 100 miles. Yes. And now he's, he's not doing that. He's doing that 3,000, 2,000 stuff again. You heard he's already planning an expedition. Listen, if you hear, if you hear Ryan Sand saying, me, uh, uh, me and Rainer. You know that it's, it's a blockbuster. It's, it's minimum 1,000 kilometers. It's blockbuster. It's for Row Row. It's blockbuster. It's, it's a James Cameron movie. As you always say, they're, they're about about it. About about it. They're about about it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This, uh, of course, is the MKT Show. And... If you are looking for the podcast, because I don't know, you're busy, you're trying to make money, you know, you're trying to get a new, I don't know what kind of car people are trying to get, you're working hard. Oof, I can't listen at 12 because I'm grinding, I'm grinding, I'm, I'm working, I'm trying to change my economic situation. No worries, because you'll be on the treadmill at 8 o'clock tonight going, oh my goodness, 
you know, should I reply to his WhatsApp? You know, he's a nice guy, but maybe he's not the one for me. You can be listening to this show and passing time uh, on the treadmill as you're getting it out there. Uh, it is the MKT Show. It's available on cliffcentral.com, the Cliff Central app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're with us on YouTube, please click like. Because that helps my ego because it'll boost us in the algorithm is what I hear everybody say. I haven't actually done the research on that. Otherwise, leave your comments below and please like, share and definitely please, this is the most important part if you're new to joining us, please subscribe in the corner. We're on the road to a thousand on the tube. So ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT show. But for now, we are the hell. Arrgh. Cliffcentral.com. Hey, what's happening? It is your host of the most, MKT here uh, from the infamous MKT show, live on Cliff Central Sport on YouTube. Catch myself and many other passionate sports fans, enthusiasts, uh, maniacs live on YouTube every day from 12 till 2 p.m. Central African time and from 3 to 5 live on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com or wherever you may consume Cliff Central's content. In case you missed the live stream, the MKT Show is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. If you're joining us for the very first time on YouTube, hit that button. The button is below. Get involved in the comment section. This is Mbulelo Kaele Tutinta, and I approve this message. Yes, you can. Cliffcentral.com